0: That fiend's trapping us in a Rube Goldberg device that will slowly crush
1: us. How can we survive? Our on-the-job training will have to do the trick. I know all the tricks of the accountant trade, so I can mm-hmm. slow it down by shifting
2: pieces elsewhere. I master the construction chop, so we can dig our way out of here without having the whole thing collapse. And, and I mastered civil
0: code law, meaning we can dock that villain on numerous violations since the whole thing fined into
3: bankruptcy. Wow, you picked weird jobs. I just mastered how to kill things in three seconds with the Berserker and Ninja. Now, a podcast so grand. Whoa! So magnificent and so vast, it spans from the way back when right up through yesteryear. No, no
1: way. way! Yes, way! But it starts with Phil. How do you choose the best equipment? And Mike. The one that looks the best, dude! <sighs> Bill, Mike, this is really quite simple. Unless you get an A-plus on your final oral report in video game history tomorrow, I have no choice but to flunk the boat of you. Two epic airheads.
2: Mike, we are in danger of flunking
1: most hateously tomorrow. One time-traveling
2: telephone booth.
1: Uh, strange things are at the Circle K.
2: I'm
4: here to help you with
2: your history report.
3: Who knew the history of video games could be such an excellent adventure?
1: Yo, dude, I have Experience Bar. How do I get experienced? It's like when you learn stuff for a long time, you know? Oh, oh, look, Mike. Okay, let's check it out. Hey, who is this old dude? It's dangerous to go alone. Take this.
2: Hey, excuse me, old dude. Do you know if there's any bogus bosses of historic significance here?
3: How's it going, ugly pixelated dude? These are your host, Philip Willis. Those are some hot, magic-slinging babes. And Mike Meekie. The gaming report, not a babe report. And all kinds of games from RPG Backtrack.
1: If you guys are really us, what game are we thinking of? Shouting I'm Force, Force dude. dude! Dudes!
3: This is Phil and Mike's Excellent RPG Backtrack.
2: And this is RPG Backtrack number one fifty-seven. Take this job and love it. I am one of your
1: hosts, Phil Willis,
2: and this is the one, the only Mister
1: Mike Mickey. I have to work most this week, but Phil doesn't, so he doesn't have to take his job and love it right now. Aren't, you, aren't you glad,
2: Phil? I don't know how you working people do it because I've been off now for like three days straight and I have been busy as heck. I've hardly had a chance to breathe. I
1: don't know how working people do it. Well, Spe- obviously you needed to have fewer things on your plate that would distract you when you were off the job.
2: Hmm. Speaking of working pe- people, we have the one, the only Nathan Schloman.
0: Fuck. As always, I must correct you. It's Nathan Schloman. Hi! He came up with a new way to do it this
2: time. Welcome to the Nathan (laughs) Show. Um, yeah. We changing the name. This is, wait, wait, let's (laughs) redo the introduction. This is RPG Nathan Track number one. Take this job and leave it. With our host, Nathan Schloman.
0: Um, wait, no, wait. Can I cancel this gig? Like, Seriously? Yay, Nathan! Um, I don't think I signed
2: up for this. i listen to audience clapping. They're excited.
4: Um, uh
2: uh-huh. Someone is. Woohoo! We're all excited because tonight we are talking about one of my favorite games, Nathan's absolute favorite Final Fantasy game. Final... Fa- Wait a minute! Final Fantasy Five. Nathan, how could that be your favorite Final Fantasy? Certainly, it must be Final Fantasy VII.
0: What? No, just no. Plus, seven is good. It's fun. I appreciate it. But six is always better. I okay, always it's got to be Final <laughs>
2: Fantasy Lightning Returns.
0: do even touched that one. <laughs> I can't get to thirteen two yet. Uh, no yes even though I've probably put more time into Final Fantasy 14 than all of them combined what, do, what, 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 what,
2: what about Final Fantasy 2 man you get to whack on your characters to level them up
0: that's actually not a great strategy but Final Fantasy 2 is okay yeah but it's
1: not what about I, Final Fantasy 3 you get to experience Fun. the job system before it was done better yeah it's, you know
0: it's good 5 does it so much better ah fine be stubborn You all know my opinions of fossil twelve so they don't be repeated here
2: in polite company. what
1: what about what about eight? Oh yeah, what about Um, eight
2: eight. There we go. Eight it
0: (laughs) Drawing spells from monsters all the time takes too long.
1: Yes, it does.
0: That's my opinion of eight.
2: But what if you only do like one or two draws per battle? (laughs) Then does it become your favorite one? Um no. But there's love no. in space, Nathan. <laughs> Look
0: Yeah, I'll and there's a witch in, in
1: space, too.
2: Yeah, psychedelic. You know that game is blessed played with vodka. But you know what? So is Final Fantasy Five. And we're gonna talk about Final Fantasy Five after we come back from these commercial messages. We are talking about Final Fantasy V, developed and published by Square, released on the Super Famicom originally on December 6th, 1992, and hey, we finally got it here in North America on the um, PlayStation, North America, September 30th, 1999, the Game Boy Advance, November 6, 2006. Oh, the Are iOS. Are there any other ver- Yes. Yes, March 28, 2013. Android on September twenty fifth, 2013. And most importantly, <laughs> Microsoft Windows. Because that's what Steam needs. September twenty fourth, 2015. Hmm. <coughs> This is yeah. a single-player role-playing experience. It says multiplayer, I guess if that's if you keep handing it around to everybody <laughs> No, actually, I, I've only heard of this too late but there is a multiplayer
0: mode, much like Prophecy 6 in which you can set it so different controllers control different characters in battle I
2: was never aware of this, so I never tried it I really should try this sometime mm. There you go. Hey Mike, fly on over so we can try it
1: Okay We're obviously not going to be playing the Game Boy Advance one then <laughs> Yeah. yeah, the Game Boy Advance is kind of hard to do that. <laughs> I think we could if we really, really wanted to. If we wanted to get those link cables going, but I don't think anybody really misses those nowadays.
2: Ooh, so, uh, yeah, Medieval Fantasy, a role-playing game that is often missed. But you talk to people, and usually you get the two camps of people: the people who start with Final Fantasy VII. And people who started before Final Fantasy Seven, it almost divides them in half, and um people who start off with Final Fantasy Seven pretty much think that's the bomb they're wrong, of course um the uh the people who start off with one you know or something like that, no matter which one you start off with, a lot of them think that six is the best, of course, Nathan says they're all wrong, he says five is the best, but um <coughs> uh, Excuse me for the coughing, by the way. try to do my best to keep that out, but but it's really cold, dry weather here. Anywho, um, I personally did not get to play 5 until just, what, a year or two ago, Mike, is when I dove into it finally?
1: Something like a year ago, I think.
2: Yeah, I had gotten the uh, PlayStation 4 and 5 disc, and I started playing with 4, and it glitched up so bad, I never even made it to 5.
1: Wait wait I, th- I thought it was 5 and 6 wasn't 4 oh, was it five with chrono- and 5 and Chrono Trigger I think it's oh. yeah
0: 5 and 6 were together in one and the other one was 4 and Chrono Trigger
1: And also the PlayStation version is not the one you want to play if you have a choice I know no. that yeah it,
0: it, yeah its loading times are bad and the translation is god awful <laughs> okay. okay. That's okay, what okay. I mean if I to talk about versions I'm also just do the quick explanation of what the versions are So there's the original SNES version, this is my preferred version. It's it's good, it's fun. No problems with it, it's the classic game. Then there's later, there's the anthology, or was it anthology, or collection, whichever. The PlayStation version. Well, okay. it's the first one we got, it's the first translation I experienced. There's things I like about this translation. There are things about it which are utterly insufferable, not the least of which is you know Ferris's horrible pirate accent she uses the entire game which is absolutely mind numbing but and there's also
1: stupid air typos like the wyburn instead of wyver <laughs> um yeah but still, as, it... as i recall from reviews at the time uh EGM in particular was gushing about it because uh you know when you've only got four people and they've each got a couple of paragraphs there isn't much room for detail and I think that everybody was just gushing about how awesome the game proper is, and didn't really have time to go into how um, uh, slapdash Square's work on the translation was. That's yeah, that. basically, this trans—the
0: translation of this version is quite literally a rough draft of an incomplete translation. It, the person who did this was responsible for this. It. Ted Wolsey did a lot of good translations, stuff like a Six and such. He was still that, working you know-
1: at that point. I didn't know it.
0: Yeah, you know, this is no. This is translation from before he left. It was originally kind of. It was originally before they even made Fox released Foxy Six. This is he's actually working on the translation for this. It was never brought over. So, but he still had a half done translation. They just used it years later for the PlayStation 1.
1: That's the story of this translation. Wow. Because as as I recall, he had exactly six weeks to do Secret of Mana, and he did a solid job with that <laughs> yeah, for six oh, weeks.
0: <laughs> yeah, and this is well, this is one that he doesn't complete it in. in it's done it's just he doesn't get it done, so it,
1: yeah it's it's hard to blame the man if <laughs> he wasn't done, he never said he was done, and yet somebody took it anyway and ran with it
0: yeah well so yeah it's a it's a bad translation, but you can't blame the guy because it it's simply the people who sent this translation out to customers didn't care, and they didn't really care about stuff like load times either but. This version, you know, adds a couple it adds a couple cool CG scenes if you beat the game and such and such. But Yeah. Which cause... used the, which you know, use the Amano art, which uh, it goes to show exactly how out of touch that model the Amano art is with actual characters of this game. Uh, but
1: that's some of a somewhat different story. Well, the, I think the C G was thrown in there by Square in the late nineties just as an attempt to try and grab all that that Final Fantasy seven VII and eight audience that loved and yeah. loved the CGs and
0: yeah, they're they're kind of low effort CGs. without much real oomph to them. They get a cool of and blown up Omega, which is kind of neat. But
1: they're nice. They're better than nothing, but they're certainly not going to convince somebody who says that Seven is amazing and better than anything else. That you know, who thinks
2: Seven is amazing and better than everything else, <laughs> Michael T. Apps, who's on this show with us right now. To tell us how awesome Final Fantasy VII
3: is I don't think that I, You're thinking of someone else
2: Don't lie Michael it's time to come out of the closet We accept you for who you are Okay you don't need to be embarrassed
3: About who you are man All right. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll weigh it all out there Final Fantasy VI is okay. the best In the series No
2: that's not, not That's not what we discussed <laughs> earlier Remember we talked through this We, we, we oh, talked about right. your coming out And how that was going right. to look like Right. Right
3: Yeah Final um, Fantasy VI is the best in the series. <laughs> Thank you for saving me from this being Nathan's the Nathan Show. The Nathan
2: Show starring oh, no, Nathan and his sidekicks Mike and Phil. Nathan Show, so Showthlin, are- get it? Ah, kill me! We, we had not even got the drink. <laughs> Um,
1: that's a good question he was just wishing that the air was filled with vodka
2: hey I'm reading the list of active ingredients on this cold medication I'm taking can you believe they put alcohol in this stuff
1: yes Yes. I can awesome
2: (laughs) see I always knew that that liquor was the cure to all ills
1: I don't know about all ills might want to be careful with that (laughs) yeah
3: Takes you know, care of what if else. If you? your
1: liver is having a problem, for instance, I would not drink liquor for
3: it. <laughs> Alcohol, <laughs> the cause of and solution to all of life's problems.
1: So uh, uh, Homer Simpson,
3: yes. <laughs>
2: back to Final Fantasy Five. But yeah, now I remember Mike. Yeah, you're right. I had Final Fantasy Four with Chrono Trigger, but the four the Final Fantasy was such a bad experience I didn't get on the Chrono Trigger, and when five and six came out, I checked the reviews to see if they had similar problems and my understanding was at the time that they did, so with the load issues and stuff like that, so I never did get the...
1: I don't care how short you make the load times. If you're still going from a cartridge game without load times to a CD game that has some load times, that's going to that, be of an issue. And yeah.
2: that was my frustration and, with Ogre Battle. I mean, how in the heck can you take a game that's on the Super Nintendo that, that, that was megabytes big or whatever, and... You, you can't even get it to just load up into memory and run. It has to keep loading every battle scenario off the disc. Final Fantasy, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's irritating. Stop it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's just... The, the less said anymore about the PlayStation version, the better. So, <laughs> moving on, next would be the Game Boy Advance version. Okay, I, I've i never actually played this one. This is the one where... you it know, It's about the crazy really? lines. Or, yeah, I've never played the falsify 5 version. I, I was happy with... Versions I've played,
1: but. and this is the one I played, and I found it awesome because, well, at the time it was the only portable option. But I'll darn if it wasn't a good portable option,
0: yeah. You know, there are people who swear by this. I mean, I'm, I mean, it definitely is one that amps up the silliness of the game with its, its dialogue. It's again, it's what made Gilgamesh infamous and such, but <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm well, not a huge fan of the mono portraits being used in it, but that's my um, not core. But well, I, would, I would,
3: kind of is a goofball. <laughs> yeah, he I, is. He, it really amps it up. <laughs> well see. I always, I never it's really considered I never really considered Final Fantasy V exactly stellar in the story department. So um really any translation of the game works for me as long as it's in a language
1: I can read. But even then the final, the PlayStation 1 leaves you with the load times. <laughs> Yeah, and the funny story about that is I traded in my
3: cartridge copy of 6 to get that PlayStation version. Wow.
1: You must have had a lot of console time. Oops, I touched the short subject. I have regrets. (laughs) So, everything worked out for the best, I can tell. (laughs) Okay, anyways. But back to the Game Boy Advance version, in addition to, well, being a
0: part of the game with a new translation, which, you know, isn't kind of slapped together from a <laughs> rough draft, it, you know, also adds in a, some, a big extra dungeon and some additional jobs at the end, which... It does.
1: You know... They were, they were pretty cool, as I recall.
0: Yeah, I mean, I really think a job as their final reward for beating the ultimate post-game dungeon is kind of a poor choice, like, you have nothing left to use it for. But anyways I mean I have never played it, but I was you know, I've never been terribly interested because it's so thrown in at the end, but <laughs> that's my own preferences. I was
1: never really a big fan of the whole all the advancement makes having this big super dungeon at the end thing. I don't remember dealing with the super dungeon at all. I you get it's either three or four of the new jobs not at the end before you actually go into uh, yeah. The, final like
0: the first time you go into there, then the last is when you actually beat the super final boss in the book.
1: Yeah, I remember that being unlocked and thinking, Wow, thanks. For nothing really.
0: <laughs> yeah. Nothing left to use it on at all. Um, especially since it's one of those jobs that you have to really grind wow. out to get its full potential, which is kind of silly. But Yeah. Anyways, after the Game Boy Advance version, we move on to the iOS version, which um it's one of the ugliest iOS things I've ever... <laughs> they just ruined the sprite work in this so bad. I mean, just the characters look so
2: ugly, I can't stand it.
1: Necromancer, uh, that's what it is. And you yeah, guys could
2: check this out real easy. Go on Steam. I just looked at the Steam-powered... <laughs> Uh, website and you just pull Final Fantasy Five or Six are all you know they're basically ports of the iOS version brought to Steam and yeah it's no bueno
0: yeah yeah <laughs> like you know the, the original sprite work is a lot better than the kind of murky terrible the design graphics they use which is, the characters are completely out of place the actually somewhat decent backgrounds and the actually pretty well done enemy sprites it's just a confusing mess I don't know what's going on with it but you know the game's there and it's got all the Game Boy Advance content so you know some people like it I guess I mean I, artistic sensibilities are certainly problematic but some
3: people like it well I think well maybe they're actually saying they like the graphics but I would say it's mainly Final Fantasy 5 on your phone some people yeah, like
2: the, Mutant Souls
1: both... I hear no no one does it's a lie I, I think he's stretching the word people oh okay then yes. Yeah. <laughs> some some living things have apparently not run screaming from Mujin Souls, and that's enough. That's also kind of scary. <laughs> so we've got it on iOS. Then we've got Android. If you it just in case your iPhone you don't have an iPhone, you've got an Android, so you gotta play Final Fantasy V on it, right? Yeah, and I think it's the exact same thing as the iOS
0: version. I think the Steam version is also the same thing as the iOS version.
1: But what if you have a
3: Windows phone?
1: Who does that? I don't know. (laughs) They're out there. All the people who swore at the altar of Bill Gates, I will use nothing but Windows.
0: I don't even think Bill Gates has a Windows phone, does he? (laughs) Probably not.
1: That would be an interesting question to ask him.
3: Honestly, they may phase those out. I don't really know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that
3: like just Windows kind of pretends it doesn't just
0: Microsoft pretends it doesn't exist anymore or something. I don't know.
1: Well Anyways. So... I think we've covered all the versions. Oh no no no. Yeah. There, there, isn't there the PC one? Yeah, Which is basically a it's the iOS version. iOS version, except you unless you have a touchscreen PC, then you might actually be using some controls instead of your thumb.
2: Yeah,
0: well, yeah, it's got you know the controls have changed, but you know the, it's still so ugly graphics. They they probably didn't to
3: bother to carry the touchscreen controls over to the PC version. <laughs>
1: <laughs> probably not. Yeah, you just but, click
2: on stuff with your mouse. It can't be too hard.
1: I want to say you're right, and yet I'm sure out there is someone who's loudly screaming at you, Phil! The mouse is one of the most unintuitive things I've ever seen!
0: Yeah, look, I'm probably the person who hates <laughs> keyboard and mouse controls more than anyone else around here, but even I can still see that you know, the mouse is probably a decent way to play policy fine.
1: <laughs> As opposed to the touchscreen. Yeah, you know, touchscreen RPGs are okay, it's just... It's all about if you've reprogrammed it to work with the touchscreen or if you just slapped an interface that gets in the way, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't heard too many complaints about that version, so I said I've mostly played the SNES version in various
3: ways. And, you know, the PlayStation version, which, you know... Yeah, I don't really mind touchscreen for, like, a turn-based RPG, but for something with a little more... with the active turn battle can be annoying if you're trying to do something and... Your, your face isn't very good and delays your actions too much. That could be annoying. I think that I had that. I, I had troubles with that uh, with Chrono Trigger on iOS. Yeah, I can imagine.
1: Yeah, and with five, there are certain fights where your reaction time is kind of critical.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think you could. I think you turn
3: it uh, active time battle off though. You, you can. not can't remember. <laughs> That's and no I fun, think though. You can. I mean, anyway, you we. can toggle wait versus active like you
0: can most other HP games. Uh, oh, yeah, that's. Menus. Yeah,
3: that's
0: right. Just whether it can down stand
1: time drain menus or not. Anyway, we've skipped all over the amazingly deep and complex story of Final Fantasy V. <laughs> okay, the Final Fantasy V story is basically
0: this The evil Exdeath wants to shatter all the crystals and attain the power of the void. You stop
1: him. It, you have four uh, people, technically five, but one of them, uh, one of them, goes missing in the middle of the game.
0: You know, uh, we're spoiling
1: everything. Gallif yeah, dies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gallif dies. He goes
0: in the most badass way any character has ever gone out, and you know, you have to like him for that.
1: Yeah, and uh, what I like even more is that when his place is assumed by Kryle, I think I think that's the way you pronounce your name. She gets all of his abilities, so you don't yep. have to train somebody from scratch.
0: Yeah, it's the nicest thing that you know that's...
1: And she's that, his granddaughter, so I guess it's all in the genes.
0: Yeah, and well, it's passed down through his magic bracelet, which is never seen before since afterwards. <laughs> but
1: it's I'm basically... fine with plot contrivances if they mean I don't have to start from scratch on somebody. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I have. Found...
0: I can appreciate major plot character deaths and such. It's always losing the gameplay stuff, and this game just dodges that so well. And Kryl is a different character. She she has different stats in golf, which matters a bit. But you know, it's you see, she still inherits all of his levels and such, so it's just
1: fine. Yeah, and uh, ex death, or I guess you could <laughs> call him Exodus too. Really depends on yeah.
0: the tree. He turns <laughs> into an evil tree. Well no, he was a tree. Then he turns into That's, a giant right. That's right. Then he turns back into a tree. Then he That's eats right. the void, and then the void eats him. And then there's this giant monster thing when he becomes Neo X death, and he's mostly a tree. And
1: you know, he Although when he... Much too... In his humanoid form he looks a lot like uh, Golbez. Yeah, he's basically Golbez in Jeez. white armor rather than black armor. And you know, and without the plot twist that he is in fact the longest brother of Butts, Bats, however, Bartz. You know, I just go with Barts. Not, I don't want to touch his Japanese name. There's probably a good reason he's never been officially localized as Butts. Yep. <laughs> That's just too easy. Does he like big butts? I don't know. He rides a chocobo. <laughs> Mm. Uh and there's Lena. Lena is a princess and she's nice and kind to everyone and that's about it for animals. her character.
0: Yeah, she's just the princess who loves animals and has the missing sister who she quickly finds. And she's not too complicated, but you know, she's likable and she gets stuff done, and then she goes missing for a chunk of the game, and that's really kind of annoying for various
1: reasons. But then she comes back. She does. Uh, Oh, well, the, the cast of Five doesn't talk a whole lot compared to later games. No.
0: I mean, she's got this little subplot so hidden scenes. If you go back to her home castle with the dragon that was her mother, which started her whole love of animals and such. Why well, she goes crazy whenever she runs into dragons and does suicidal things to save them. But uh, that's just a hidden subplot.
1: And then there's Galif. Galif is the old man who's awesome because he used to be then... one of the, Do- the Dawn or the Light Warriors. I can't remember. The
0: Braves of Dawn. The Light Warriors are the current main heroes. The Braves of right. Dawn are the heroes from the backstory. He's both. Um, basically, he's this old guy who you find buried under a meteor who has no memory. He just joins you because, well, just because. Because he seems you know, to know
1: what he's doing and you're glad to, for some help. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and you know, he's, he's you know, hey, I want to help with crystals too, and so he does. And then he becomes a Warrior of Light with you, so you're a team. It's simple as that. And then it's revealed that you know he has no memory. He's actually from another world, he's actually a king. He has a granddaughter. And then, he, you know, he has some incredibly powerful, cool buddies of his. And then, you know, all his buddies die, and then he dies. But, he, of course, he goes out in the most badass way any Fall Fantasy character ever has or ever will go out. So, you know, can't really fall yep. like, If he wasn't immortal, he would have killed the final boss in his death scene. Just flat out. And, uh, he, he rocks. He know sadly x death is kind of immortal it's kind of a cheap trick
1: yeah it's it's probably because he's an evil tree he can just plant himself for a little (laughs) while and regain some life
0: (laughs) from the earth yeah it's like he i mean he regenerates himself from a tiny splinter
1: so like that's how how hard he killed you'd have to block out the sun entirely for him to not get any fresh energy (laughs)
0: Yeah, the I mean the only thing I actually find out is he dies, like, like he gets eaten by the void and stuff. And so apparently that kills immortality or something.
1: Well, if you're he didn't technically die, he was just uh, obliterated. So I'm sure there's a philosophical debate we could have with that. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Ferris. Ferris and- is
0: is first presented as the as a dashing pirate pirate captain who's captured the parties and holding them them hostage, who then revealed to be a princess, the long lost sister of Lena.
1: And I recall some dialogue to the effect of uh, Bart's and Galef wondering, "Man, this pirate leader, how is this guy so attractive?" <laughs> Something yeah, to that effect. Less, they,
0: they see him sleeping and fall in love with him briefly, and <laughs> it's revealed, you know, he's actually a she and actually a princess and uh, still continues to mostly act like a pirate and such.
1: Especially in the PlayStation version.
0: Especially in the PlayStation version with a damn accent. But, uh, like It's like talk like a pirate they t- 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 amped up to 11 and it's the entire game. It's kind of annoying
1: to say the least. Yar. Shiver me timbers, matey. This cannot be me, sister. Why, she only has the same pendant I've been wearing my whole life. Jar, this makes sense to me.
3: We need to be sending X-Death to Davy Jones' locker.
1: Walking walk yeah. in the plank to the void with Mr. X-Death.
0: Really isn't very far off from that, just for all those who <laughs> know.
1: I think we should call it quits there, otherwise we're just going to make everybody go away and scream at us. In pirate voice. <laughs> okay Um, that leaves yes there's uh, Bartz's Chocobo Boko Boko the first
0: founding use of that name which has been used for many Chocobos since
1: and there's uh, Sildra and a couple of other wyverns that serve as your transportation for a while
0: Sildra is the giant sea dragon that serves as Ferris' best friend who sacrifices herself to save the whole party in like second dungeon and then comes back as a summon much later in the game. Once you have you know, A really powerful
1: summon, so kinda of nice. Well it fits. It's it's her childhood it's her long lost friend doing everything possible to help out.
0: Mm-hmm. Um there's, there's the flying dragons and wyverns, wyverns, hear whatever you want to call them. They're basically there's two of them who were helped carry you through the air a couple times. That uh, goes crazy whenever they're around because of her own trauma and the past related to you. but <laughs> that's the thing. Um, Let's see. Also, black chocobos. There's another chocobo we don't ride. It's a, and, you know, there's the airship, which it's probably, like, the least story important airship in this fa- all fantasy history, but it's also one of the most effective airships in all fantasy history. It's kind of odd paradox, that.
1: Well, it travels through the dimensions and it There's also a submarine in this game, I remember that.
0: Yeah, there's a submarine in this game, and the airship can later be modified so it can turn
1: into a submarine. Oh, yes, and there's Sid, an old guy who works on airships, and his grandson, Mid. Which is something that never came back.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Mid's not really too recurring, though. There's a Fulcy 14 character with that name who's a very different
1: character. (laughs) Well, I remember Mid being... uh, one of those young kids who's kind of bratty with his know it allness but not to the degree that it dis- that it made me dis- disgusted every time he was on screen
0: yeah he's mostly kind of earnest and a little bit annoying but you know he's just a kid so he wants to forgive him and he doesn't show up too much and when he does show up he's mostly just you know helping his grandpa out so he's just there he's fine it's kind of really annoying me first shows up though it's like you fight this trouble boss to save him and he says like who are you stop making noise let me read let me, then, <laughs> and then just helps himself out like he's never in trouble at all it's just
1: kind of like, you know, stupid brat but after that thanks he's... for nothing <laughs> okay any other um, I recall Moogles appearing yeah Moogles they were there yeah the second appearance in the series
0: the first appearance in their modern form uh, this is so much as Moogles as being telepathic. The giant internet... They have their own psychic <laughs> internet across the globe. Uh, I don't think this is actually used that much afterwards. But it's no,
1: dead. I th- i think we would remember if Square had thrown that in a lot more. <laughs> and... Yeah, I'm sure we're forgetting a lot, but... Uh, yeah, oh, there's... I, I the Gilgamesh.
3: Yeah, Gilgamesh. It's like... <laughs> Um, he's Gilgamesh. How do you,
1: this is, how do you classify him Gilgamesh?
3: Gilgamesh. He, you yeah. classify him as Gilgamesh. He <laughs> gets his, yeah. his own category.
0: You fight him a bunch of times, you steal the awesome Genji equipment off of him, and then he, um, he kind of slowly respects you. X death th- casts him into the X zone. Uh, he then pops up. But then when you go down after him, you, he uh, sacrifices himself nobly to save you, and.
1: And then he shows up in Final Fantasies 8 and 9. <laughs> and many other games after that. Yeah. So I guess he got a pretty good deal out of it, because he keeps showing up in the series and nobody else from 5 does. Yeah. And I mean, I'd he's... say that you know, at least Bars gets Dissidia over
0: Gilgamesh, Then Gilgamesh shows up in Dissidia, so he takes that away. Yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway, he's a worthy foe. He is absolutely nonsensical and he has eight arms. (laughs) Yep, And he has poor choice in swords. (laughs) (laughs) And he's also far, far more interesting than Ed.
3: Yes. But that's not saying much.
1: Well, I recall Um, Xdeath being characterized as the type of guy who would just go twirl his mustache while tying moogles to the train tracks, that sort of fellow.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Xdeath is pure evil and he loves it, and that's I mean, I think that's a charm. Like, X-Death is like the first real villain in the series who's just the villain from the get-go, and he's always showing up. It's not like he's just some guy you'll only meet once, like, I don't know, Zonde, who is like the <laughs> bottom tier of all villainy. But he's, you know, like, from the very first dungeon, you, his presence is there. You don't necessarily know it's him at first, but he's like shows up every time, like, all the time. You know, I, I appreciate that for itself, is that he's, you know, you can't be a good villain if you don't appear anywhere, and him kind of leading the charge that helped a lot of later ones like Kefka and Sephiroth, who, you know, took that of like always being there,
1: always being your enemy, always, you know, trying to have yeah. the last. Yeah. For some reason, I'm thinking of the final boss of Nine right now as the <laughs> antithesis of this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't yeah. imagine why Necron would come to my mind right now. Well, Necron yeah, is kind X-Death- of. Every, Next based th- on necrophobia. <laughs> and he might have a little bit to do with uh, the Cloud of Darkness, too. Maybe. Yeah. At any rate, there, even if he is pretty one-note, there's something to be said for knowing your villain throughout the game instead of it just appearing at the end and going, Wah, ha, ha, ha! I'm going to conquer the world, or I'm going to destroy all existence. And you get to kill him. <laughs> Yeah, and it's good. Also, you have to
0: give Exdeath some props for actually getting halfway to his ultimate goal. Actually, like, most of the way to his ultimate goal. He basically shatters all the like, crystals. He fuses the two worlds together.
1: Yeah, and I remember the Void being a really fun end-boss gauntlet, which is nothing new for Final Fantasy games, but God darn it, I kind of like it when, before you get to the final boss, you get to go through eight or nine other bosses that are pretty interesting along the way.
0: Yeah, okay... I mean, when we get to the, one of the battle stuff, I'll have to say it, but uh, more about it. Is, but for now, I'll just say the thing: boss fights don't make this game. This is seriously some of the best boss fights in the series run. This game and they're really interesting and
2: just man, great. you know who's a cool boss? Sephiroth. Look at the guy, <laughs> green like flowing silver hair. You guys keep talking about X Death. I mean, how hokey is that? So, Sephiroth is a badass.
1: So Phil, you you like seeing the solar system blown to bits over and over? That's what you're saying.
2: That that's what a boss, big bad. Evil guy does okay. He doesn't. He doesn't goof around with little things like X Death. No, he goes big.
0: Uh, I sure, don't know if trying to annihilate all existence. But.
1: Yeah, I, I wouldn't accuse X Death of thinking small.
0: <laughs> I mean, he does kind of lay waste to half the cities in the game by the end cutscene. Like, poof! They, I want your city to not exist, and thus it
1: doesn't exist.
0: Pretty
1: hardcore, actually. Yeah, Sephiroth, what does he do? He hides and he's lurking in the bottom of a hole. Uh, X death. (sighs) Why are we still talking about him? You know, you never
3: actually face the real Sephiroth till like the end of the game or something. Yeah. I forget exactly what the deal with that was. And then he's got, he's like a giant black purple thing with
1: like seven heads. I can't remember.
3: That game is weird.
1: (laughs) Stop watching these new trailers for the remake of Seven. You're, you're getting distracted from our major purpose tonight.
3: To talk about Final Fantasy 7?
2: <laughs> All right, Final Fantasy remake gameplay, looking like Kingdom Hearts. Thoughts. Roundtable. Go.
1: ATV is better. <laughs> we've, now be like this, we've now taken this. <laughs> we've
2: now taken this so far off the track. <laughs>
1: Uh, you've had too much to drink again,
0: Phil. It's so yeah, far okay. off. Okay, okay, yeah. Let's drag it back a little. So, um, final thoughts. A couple of characters I used to mention it's like, I guess randomly mentioned Guido, the turtle sage, who's a turtle who somehow <laughs> manages to do kind of a high speed zip even you know, around battle against Dexdeath, uh, despite the fact he can't actually flip himself over on, and he gets flipped mm-hmm. onto the shell. I. I really don't know what they're doing with that character. To be honest, this game is silly, it uh,
1: but is. I appreciate a game that doesn't take itself so seriously. Um, Crystals—you get your jobs from the crystals, and but uh, most of them anyway. And there's not a whole lot else to say about that. You've got the, you've got your crystals, like you did in all in most of the other earlier Final Fantasies, and they're uh, they're they're definitely crystals. See, I I had so much to say about that that I just had to throw it in there.
0: Yeah, they're the crystals. They shatter. The world, you know. What? Kind of...
1: They shatter? Uh, no.
2: Spoilers! Spoilers!
1: That's just the first thing everything. that happens in the game.
2: Oh my gosh! <laughs> what is your problem? A little warning first. In the first
1: five minutes. How could you do this? No. Oh. <laughs> and then other crystals get broken because the. Uh, why stop with just one?
3: Uh, They're see. like uh,
1: Pringles. <laughs> Mm-mm. Once you I pop, actually, you just can't stop. I guess. The last time I tried to bite down on a crystal, though, I regretted it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Any other plot elements are not coming to my mind right now?
0: Yeah, I mean, plot is... This game, more than some other ones, plot is the main reason. That it's this thing that pushes you to the next dungeon, and I think that's okay because you know this game it revels in that. There's some fun dungeons and some great boss fights, and that's what this game is about: the gameplay
1: and that job system.
0: Yep e-e-e. the the job system in this game is just so well done. I it's kind of amazing that. Prophecy 3 st- kind of was an early experiment, and then they kind of ignored it for 4. And for, instead of 4, it was super boring in this regard. And then you know 5, and they just they did it really well in this game. And I don't think many games have actually managed to do it quite as well. Quite, I don't think so either. Like, they tend to make it too complicated or not powerful enough for all kinds of other problems, but it's just done so well in this
3: one. I don't think any too many let you mix and match as well as this one. Except maybe like tactics.
0: Yeah, I mean, even stuff like tactics and Brotherhood Default, which have a lot of the same elements, I think don't quite do it as well as Five. Uh, just because they add a little too many subsystems, just kind of make it too murky and not. just uh, It takes away from the focus and the tough choices and the kind of powerful effects. And it's just so easy yeah. to do and so fun and powerful in this game. I just love it.
1: It's just kind of fun to sit and grind for a little while to see what you can get out of these jobs and then realize, I get double cast if I stick with Red Mage? Wow, that will help a lot.
0: Because, <laughs> yes, yeah, double
1: cast will help you a lot.
0: It is a very powerful ability. But, okay. Um, first off, I'm going to do a quick... To anyone who has not yet played Final Fantasy V, I recommend you do not grind. This is not a game in which you have to grind. You'll be tempted because you'll want to you know, try all these jobs out and such, but, you know, you don't have to grind to get through this game at all. No, you,
1: do- you don't, provided you fight intelligently.
0: Yeah, you know, pick a couple jobs you like for each character, like three or four. That's all you need. Just pick those four jobs, maybe one from each crystal or something. Have them stick with those, and, you know, you'll get enough points to master about that many. You'll get about 2,500 job points Across cross-length of that game. And, you know, you'll need like about 700, I think, to get a lower-tier job mastered.
1: Something like that. So,
0: you know, that it, just lets that's, that's, you get through the whole game without grinding and you get plenty of cool abilities and tools to work with. Works just fine. You know, this this temptation to try all the jobs and master them all and such, but this, you know, this will slow you down if you don't, and then make you think the game's grind even when it really isn't.
3: If you but want so to mess my... around with a lot of the jobs, the best way is multiple playthroughs. Yep,
0: this, this is a game which is really play... replayable.
3: So I, I... exactly,
1: there are some I mean, bosses I... that are not as forgiving of certain tactics, but that's what the job yeah. system lets you do. You can try whatever you want. Yeah,
0: there's all kinds of things that are really effective and such. There's all kinds of you know this game. You can beat this game with any combination of jobs. People yeah. have done this. I mean, people have beat this game with four berserkers. I don't know why, but they have.
1: I so. would not recommend taking on Shinryu and Omega with without some preparation, but that's something else entirely. Yeah. They're, they're hey, is that the guy
2: who's in the treasure chest?
1: Yes, that's the guy who's okay. in the treasure chest. Okay, boys and that's girls.
2: One of them. Final Fantasy V gamer pro tip. Whatever you do, don't open up the treasure chest like right before the big boss of the dungeon is like two rows down and the column over or whatever and <laughs> yeah, basically- you think you're just uh, off the beaten path opening up some extra bling bling and no 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 no. There's hell. Pe- there is like a okay. demon inside that thing. He's ready to kick your ass.
0: Yeah, let me just specify. There is a treasure chest like in the a- second to last area of the very final dungeon where there's a treasure chest at the bottom of a staircase you can see it right when you enter the area do not open that treasure chest uh-uh. saved right beforehand just go up, beat Necrophobe, unlock the save points, then go back and open the chest, it'll save you a lot of trouble, and then you'll die but and you just to really- have to, yeah, this is to a f-
2: that's the first chest, like when you open that chest, it opens on you as in a can of whoop he just whooped He just I didn't even know what happened. They, all my kids are dead all of a sudden. And I tweeted or I texted uh, uh, Mr., uh, Mr. Minky there. I'm like, what the hell? Was I supposed to be able to beat this guy? You. Was I supposed I to beat this you. guy? He's like, no, you're supposed to just ignore him. You should have just asked me. You're supposed to ignore that treasure. I was like, it was a treasure
1: chest.
2: <laughs> I was expecting a phoenix down or a medical herb or whatever the hell they're called.
1: Or some new awesome sword for your ninja?
2: Not Satan incarnate. Okay? Yeah. No. Shinryu.
1: It, well, Shinryu, and Shinryu is, with, is not as bad as Omega. Yeah well, they're
0: both different in different ways. Basically the thing is like those are two bosses, completely optional. Also it's impossible to force your way through them. You have to basically choose the system as hard as you
1: can choose it in order to beat them in any reasonable way. I remember I, Omega because there it is walking around in a corridor, so that you'll see it. And of course, the sprite looks like any other Final Fantasy V sprite. Oh, that's cute. It's not going to threaten me. Oh no! Do not touch that sprite. <laughs> Get avoid it. Run away. Run away. Okay,
0: to be correct there is a little book warning you. Okay, slightly too late for Omega. It's just one screen after Omega is a warning <laughs> that do not fight Omega. Uh, but uh, the same. Omega
1: and Shinryu are bad news. That would have been very nice to know before Omega was wandering around the floor and I what that thing
4: is.
0: (laughs) Clearly that's a safe point right before Omega so you don't have to write some problems where you you know you can lose like three boss fights worth of progress if you're not careful.
1: Yeah. Dangerous. Anyway, having listed the two fights that you definitely are not going to be able to do with the skin of your teeth uh
0: Okay, combat. This is, you know, it is the second ATB game in the Final Fantasy series. It is, you know, you give your fight commands, you have your item commands. You can guard. You can change rows. Oh, wait.
1: In the original Super Nintendo one, you were able to see the ATB bar charging, right? I believe so. Yes. Yes. You weren't able. You weren't able to see that in the original Final Fantasy IV. Nope. This
0: is an addition for this game. You can actually, you know, see it charging up. I mean, there's still some. Um, tricks and stuff that aren't, I, I can't remember. Can you actually tab through characters like you can in Six in this game yet? I don't think so. I don't
1: remember.
0: Yeah, I think that's one innovation they haven't quite added yet, so it's not quite as refined as 6s
1: version, but... It... Yeah, I think you're right. I remember just being able to see it charging, put it uh, above 4 in certain respects. Yeah.
0: So yeah, it's basically standard ATP system, except you know, the difference here is what the characters can do. Because in addition to all those basic things of fight and item and change rows and guard, you have two slots dedicated to abilities from your jobs. One is based off of your current job and one you can equip based off of what you've learned from previous jobs. Or maybe from your current job if it's something alternate to your main action job action. And there are many jobs in this game. Uh, 24, I believe, in the original version.
1: Sounds right. I think you get six from each crystal.
0: Well, there's four from the first crystal, five from the second. And oh. Then it's, no, it's five... It's actually 6654, I think, is the pattern. Yes,
3: yeah, it's, it's not like an even distribution. It's little no, weird. it's
0: 6654, not to mention there's the freelancer job and the mime job, which are both separate <laughs> from that. Free Freelancer is your most basic job, which is actually incredibly badass for your being technically not really using a job. And then there's Mime, which is, you know, if you go down to the bottom of the ocean and, and then have a Mime-Off with GoGo, you can get
1: this job. <laughs> a Mime-Off. <laughs> and considering that you're in an underwater dungeon where every second counts, just sitting there watching him do nothing for a while is not what you'll probably think of when you first get in there no, no it's not
0: you, you can technically beat him through brute force it's just really a pain to do so um, and then the yeah, three you get
1: the three you get near the end of the Game Boy Advance one are the Gladiator Oracle and Cannoneer the Gladiator is uh, kind of similar to the Samurai as I recall I mean, we should probably start with the normal ones first then oh sure yeah first.
0: okay first Freelancer freelancer is your basic job. It's the one you have at the very beginning of the game. It has no special abilities whatsoever, and you can't level it up at all. However, and there's a big however, you can equip any weapon or armor in the game, with the exception of a couple special things like the dancer gear. And thus, it is actually really powerful, especially for the early game. One well, of the easiest ways to get through the first few dungeons is to just not use jobs and just use some of the various tricks of the freelancer. It's kind of amusing that way, but... Also, um, I guess I'll get to this later, but it's also one of the most powerful jobs in the game, but that's a trick that, that you only get to do access really late in. Um, next up is probably the first wind crystal jobs, which are knight, white mage, black mage, thief, red... No, it's not
1: red. It's blue mage this time around, and monk. And blue mage is, as usual only as useful as your willingness to go through all the hoops of, making, of learning monster spells.
0: Yeah, hmm. this is the debut of the blue magic in the whole franchise, since probably one of its better versions, because you know, everything is using blue magic all the time, because of that. Yeah. It's really easy to learn the arrow spells, which are your main attack line. It's like the only time blue magic gets an entire you know, full set of arrow, arrow 2, and arrow 3 is its main attack spells. and Plus, there's a lot of other pretty powerful spells in there. It's not bad at all, but you know, a little bit of a pain to use, especially since it's hard, so hard to actually you know, yeah you gain the learning skill for other jobs, it's actually you know eats up slots and it's kind of a pain. But Yeah. It, and you, you have to it, actually be hit by the abilities, so you can't learn it just like by seeing it like Strago can in six.
1: It is a pretty cool thing to mess around with though, at least.
0: Yeah, you know, there's a lot of
1: cool abilities in that. Let's see. White mage, black mage. I think we know what those are about.
0: Yeah, White Mage is strongly recommended for first-time players, but, you know. Yes. It, it, if you, you want to use
1: items to heal, that's your business.
0: <laughs> yeah. There are ways to break the game with that, but that's a later job. <laughs>
3: uh, it's, you're definitely going to need that uh, early on, because it takes forever before you get, like, the better healing items. Yeah, you have to start uh, with potions
0: early on. Which, yeah, I, I had an issue with that. Trying to beat the game without using White Mage is kind of a th- pain in the early game. Yeah.
3: So there's like this yearly thing that people do where you get like assigned four random Final jobs. Final Fantasy
0: 4 job fiesta. Exactly.
3: So uh, the one time I've done that where I didn't get White Mage, I failed miserably.
0: Yeah, well, I've never gotten White Mage in that. I've run through it like no. five, six <laughs> times. And, you know, you have to get all creative in the early game. It, yeah. It, you know, don't Play, if it's your first time playing the game you use a white mage It just it's, yeah, uh, it's yeah. probably one of the strongest jobs in the game so it, it's good to make
1: use of black Plus mage if you've never played one of these games before the white mage heals you that is a good thing yeah, you probably healing, want that
0: healing good it also blows everything up with holy the ultimate white magic spell of blasting everything to little bits which is kind of good too I,
1: I don't recall you getting that at the beginning of the game though no, it's at the end of the game. but, yeah. you know, but. but yes, holy, another good thing. Uh, black mage,
0: black mage. It blasts things with fire, ice, and lightning. Uh, to a, it's somewhat less respected, but also it's really good at stuff like you know poison and per- and in de- and in instant death and you know and so forth, which can be quite useful in this game for reasons I might get into. But let's just say the break spell, which Petrifies things, is far more useful than you might
1: suspect. Mm. There's and there's
0: Thief. Thief, which, you know, okay, the thief steals things. It's useful for getting a couple of really cool things, like stealing the Genji equipment off of Gilgamesh. But, um, you know, as a combat class, it's really bad unless you get the chicken knife. And even then, you have to deal with it being the chicken knife, which, you know, has its own issues, <laughs> but it itself gets a mug which lets you use it. And, yeah. Basically, of course, any class in the game can be broken if you give it the chicken knife. But the thief is usable. I guess I'll say about it.
1: Let's see. The monk. I remember the monk having some useful bonuses. It gets stat ups. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, the monk is kind of good
0: because it's just physically tough. Has a lot of hit points. You know, counters a great ability. Uh, kick
3: is okay. It's another and, good kick, class for beginners. On...
1: It, it's a yeah. it's an MP less group attack ability. That's kind of handy.
3: Yeah.
0: And you know, the real shining star of the monk is to build up a command, which lets you like, take a turn and then hit twice as hard. And that can really let you cheese your way through a couple early fights. Yeah, And it's kind of what keeps the monk useful even in the late game. <laughs> since the problem with the monk is it hits really hard early on because, you know, the monk's attack power space off its level, since it's, it just uses its raw fists, it doesn't have any weapons... However, early in the game, you're getting lots of levels and not getting any tiers of equipment. It's really good. The late game, where you're not leveling up much and instead getting the
1: legendary weapons, it's kind of bad.
0: So, it has a trade-off.
1: Yeah, by that point, you probably don't need the monk anymore. Yeah. Unless you're stuck
0: with it, then you want to get the kaiser knuckle on it.
3: You can also use the build-up command with a different class. Yeah, that's also quite nice. Yeah. Very nice. Then there's the knight... Which the is knight is. Okay. It,
0: no, the knight is damn amazing, actually. Um, the knight, it's a very solid physical fighter. That, it's like the only job of the f- first six that can equip shields, and shields are really good. They also can give up shields to two hand weapons to hit crazy hard. So, it's basically, you know, all the damage for the monks build up except every turn, except without having to wait a turn. And. You know, it hits hard. It survives like crazy. You can cover. I mean, it doesn't have much flashy abilities, but it, you know, it's also got the best selection of swords in the game because like half the good swords in the game are knight only. Like no one else can use it, not even the mystic knight. So you know, it's got a lot of stuff going for it. And so, but you know, it's just not the flashiest of classes. It doesn't have the cool special abilities, but just you know, it gets the job done. Hey, uh, okay, that's the wind crystal jobs. Unless i name? No, I don't think I No, I don't think you are. Next is the Water Crystal Jobs. And this is where things get interesting. Um, because they are... Let me see here. Mystic Knight, Red Mage, Summoner, Berserker, and I think Beastmaster. No, that's later. Uh, looks, like, later.
1: looks like Time Mage.
0: Time Mage, yes, that's it. Okay, this is the very magic-heavy set, and... Man. Okay. Mystic Knight. This is... Like the defining Final Fantasy V job, I think. It's never really used since because it's too broken. I guess, you know, some like Bravely Default uses it actually, but
1: that's a long time. I guess in the you could say that nine uses it a little bit with Vivi and Steiner, but you know, they yeah. both have to be in the party. <laughs> they both have to be in the party. This one's like, you know, basically the
0: Mystic Knight uses sword magic, which means it basically takes a black magic spell and applies it to the sword, so uh, you know, it, it can only cost half the MP of its spell and it eats up a turn but it lets you then basically hit with a powerful attack every time you attack it, it works a little counterintuitively basically most of the, the, the elemental swords moves basically do nothing unless the target is weak to your element at which point if they do basically your physical attack damage gets multiplied by a certain degree the basic fire sword for example twice damage you can send me weak to fire with a fire 2 sword three times damage you can send me weak to fire uh, fire three sword any enemy weak to fire instantly dies, no questions. <laughs> Do not pass go, straight to death. Um, only enemies which are have you know absolutely immune to, th- to that kind of effect are you know spares. At which point they take four times damage. And there's also holy sword which you know is the same exists three swords is totally elemental, and flare sword which just is a stupidly powerful physical attack. And then there's all the elemental swords which actually break the game. Break swords, the sword mage's ultimate is, like, it's what a level 4 sword magic spell, is the most broken attack in this entire game. Basically, it applies instant death every time your physical hit hits, without fail. It will kill almost every single enemy in this game. That It will guaranteed insta-kill any enemy who is not immune to petrification. This includes <laughs> one of the four pieces of the final boss. <laughs>
1: So, that's yeah. still not as broken as X Death Vanish, but or X Zone.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's pretty good. <laughs> Especially since that is pretty good. Uh... Also with you know, other than Sword Match it gets the ability to you know, it gets instantly put on the edge of death it'll cast shell on itself. Woo. It's not too <laughs> fancy of to a move. But that's just ignored.
1: Yeah, if you're close to death, I don't think Shell is necessarily going to help you if another spell comes along. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Let's see.
0: Next would be Red Mage. Red Mage is terrible. Just flat out.
1: I I, I recommend you not use this job your first time through the game, actually. Unless you want to stick with it to get double cast. (laughs) Yeah, basically. And to stick with it, it
0: basically means either sitting through half the game, grinding up a bad job, or it means grinding just sitting there and grinding. Those are your only two options, the Red Mage, so... Uh, grinding
1: does go fast in this game.
0: Yeah, it, if you're going to grind the Red Mage, I recommend either using the magic jars in the Phoenix Tower, or save it until you hit the, the very depth of the dimensional uh, rift. That, that's what I recommend. It's just, the Red Mage is a very awesome job when you first get it, but when you first get it, it's the strongest it will ever be. And that's just a big problem for the job. Just not a good... It's kind of like the worst design class in this game. be yeah. a lot more useful if it access to level 4 black-white magic, but it doesn't. so. Too bad. So sad. Yeah. Next, though, is Time Mage, which is the debut of Time Magic as its own category in the series. And it is weird and offbeat, but actually kind of good. Most of it is
1: I remember Time Magic having the reset spell, which has never been used again, although... Yeah, it basically resets the battle back to its beginning. Which (laughs) is only useful if you were doing horribly.
0: Yeah, it also mostly exists to make the boss of the fourth tower just that annoying, because it uses the spell every time you hit him with a physical attack.
1: (laughs) I'm remembering Minotaur now, from the two towers stretch where two people go... One has to do magic only, uh, the other one has to do physical only. And then the idiot Minotaur tries to use a spell and kills himself.
0: No yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, the mage is insanely annoying because if you attack him any time, he'll reset the entire fight. No matter uh, the, that fight, I've had some traumatic experiences doing that in the Four Job fest. And it's been hard. But that's his own thing.
1: I'm remembering an annoying fight now. Thanks a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, Timing. Uh, makes-
0: it, it's it's hastes things, it's those things, that it drops meteors on the enemy's head. What else is there to like about it?
1: Because time magic definitely is also kind of space, because then you can throw comets and meteors and uh, asteroids and whatnot.
0: And you know, just cast the enemies into the X Zone or you know, just cast quick and take two actions around. It it's not as obvious in how it's effective, but it can still be quite effective.
1: Yes it can. Uh Berserker. Hit things hard.
0: Yep, Berserker is the class that it goes. Berserk. The, the moment it enters the battle, it, you completely lose control of the unit and it just starts wailing on things. things that, in the SNS version, it's just uh, to fix the target at random. The iOS version changes it, so it just picks. they all focus on the, the, just the first target available. So it's a major gameplay change, that. But. It. Well. There's this is both you know it hits really hard which is good. But hand it uses axes which are they hit hard but they're unreliable and uh, you you have yeah. to work with this class a little bit to make it work. But if you do, you can get through the game with it pretty well. And I mean, last time I did the Forge g Office I was stuck with two berserkers, but I'm actually through the
1: game <laughs> pretty fine. Uh, then we've got summoner. Yeah, um, summoner. You, you can probably guess what a summoner does if you've played any other games in this series that have yep. that class this is
0: you know a pretty good version because in addition to having all the powerful enemy attack spells there's also some good stuff like golem which is just it creates a wall which absorbs tons of damage for you and so forth um really golem itself is such a game changer uh um you know all the usual stuff like odin and sildra odin in particular is kind of nice it can one shot entire bosses for you if you know when to use it but yeah, it, it's a good job. Just You can always count on summer.
1: Um, Next would be... Hmm. I think that's it for the water crystal. Yeah, maybe. I feel like I'm forgetting something. But
0: Red Mage. Berserker.
1: Let's head for fire crystal, then. Yeah, Did Geomancer fun. show up on that one,
3: or is it the next yes, one? Yes,
0: Geomancer's the last water one. Thank you. You're welcome. Is, is
1: Geomancer under water or fire?
0: I now that you mentioned maybe it's fire. I don't know anymore. <laughs> I played this game enough, but I can never quite remember exactly which one's between water and fire. Whatever, I remember the Geomancer.
1: I like that class.
0: Yeah, Geomancer is basically it rings its spell and random elemental attacks hit. Basically it it's attacks based off of of the terrain you're standing on. Just random results. And Early in the game, these can be really powerful and really useful. There's certain stretches where they just really help. There's later in the game it gets kind of useless since it just doesn't really get any better. For but well, I guess That's it gets as your level raises. But
1: but especially early on, since it since it uses no magic points, it can be really helpful. Yep, it
0: really can be. It you know, it's just never. It's not a bad job. It's special ability to you know, walk over houses train without taking damage is kind of helpful in certain places you know, like walking under lava on the dusty trench. Yes. But it's, yeah, it's pretty, it's
1: not as good as the game goes on.
0: Yeah, sadly. And it's weapons, the bells are never good.
1: (laughs) But, well, that does make sense. I would not be gravely injured by a bell unless somebody picked up the liberty bell and threw it at me. Yeah, well, even the
0: le- even of the legendary weapons, which are all awesome, the one exception to that is the bell. It's useless. Too bad.
1: Ah, uh, the ranger.
0: The ranger exists to shoot bows. It's the only class that uses bows. Bows are actually really good weapons, so that only makes Be- it pretty useful.
1: I believe it also learns rapid fire.
0: Yes, it also learns rapid fire barrage, or whatever you want to call it. It that is a really good attack. Four attacks, all half power, randomly targeted, perfectly accurate. It it works really well. It's a great attack. It's useful have, for a lot of different
1: things. Doesn't have an ability where it summons forest critters to attack.
0: Yes, the animals ability, which is you know <laughs> summon up just a random critter based off of your level that does random things. In the early game, this is actually a really good source of healing, with Nightingale. But, you know, as you level up, you get Nightingale less, but you can get other stuff which sucks a bit more. <laughs> if you get super crazy high level, you can summon up unicorns that's super, a completely full healer or you're like a Megalixer any time whenever they pull out, but... But it is it, random.
1: But it's it a gimmick, but it's gimmick. Yep. Uh, Beastmaster...
0: Beastmasters, first off, they dress like sheep. Why are they dressed like sheep? I don't know.
1: <laughs> because that's, how other...
2: they, that's how they lure the beast in.
1: Because other beasts are just uh, taken so aback by the sight of a sheep that they don't think to be scared. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do you, are uh, yeah. you frightened by the sight of a sheep? <laughs> <laughs> no, you think, oh, it's a sheep. It's going to eat grass all day. I can ignore it. <laughs>
0: beastmasters are, well, one, they equip whips, which are pretty good weapons in this game. They have a good chance of paralyzing any enemy they hit, and later whips have powerful elemental spells, so getting the equip whips' ability and putting on a mage is actually kind of a good strategy. But, more importantly, you know, if you take an enemy down to certain hit points, like less than one its hit points, they can absorb it with their capture ability, and then release it at a later date to use a random ability based off of that. It's like Realm's a painting ability, except actually kind of good.
1: You mean if it doesn't glitch solve... the game?
0: It does glitch <laughs> the game. <so> much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's a bit more of a pain to use. It's if you get the corner jar item, but...
1: Also seems to you be know... helpful for controlling enemies in case you want to help out your blue mage.
0: <laughs> yeah, control is also a real useful ability, and you learn that. They also get a weaker ability, which lets them just paralyze be- enemies that count as beasts, which is kind of a random set, but it's a good way to get through a couple of tough enemies. Uh, since you can just perfectly stun lock certain enemies with that, if you've got two <laughs> beast masters going. Um, but yeah, it's it's a quirky class, but you know, if you can mess with it, you can get some pretty fun tricks out of it.
1: Um, in case this hasn't been made clear yet, you, you want to mess with the job system in Final Fantasy V. Yeah. yeah the, the, we're listing jobs
0: one by one, but the real strength of this is in the combinations, and there's all kinds of way to combine them. I guess we'll go over that a little bit, sort of listing them one by one. Uh, um, yeah, I, let's just Bards. Bards I... rock. They're awesome. They're the best, most broken class in this game. If you want the game to be easy, try to pretend they're sucky like they're in 4. If you, want... <laughs> if you want the game to be hard and challenging, just pretend they're sucky. If you want to completely destroy this game and break every single thing, including Omega. Try to learn how Bards are actually strong.
1: Which I didn't because Omega did destroy me and I didn't go into it ready to deal with him. Oh well. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, Basically, Let's just say that Bards' strongest ability is a song which raises your level. I mean, it's only a temporary way, but it'll go way back to normal at the end of the battle, but it Basically, you can get your level to as high as you want, and level is, you know, the most important stat in this game. And you can, forget level 99, you can get to level 255 with a bard. Whoa. This is why you don't need to level grind in this game.
1: I did not know that. Uh, the last fire crystal job. Ninja. Ninja. Ninja's
0: dual wields. They're fast, they swing two swords, they hit hard, they throw shuriken, they're awesome.
1: Yeah, I have nothing really to add to that. Cause yeah, dual wielding, yeah. All- that sums it up. Dual wielding by itself is pretty awesome. Yep, I love
3: the ninja. I guess
1: that's... Us- the ninja's awesome, not much else to say about it. Ninjas tend to be awesome in most games. It's the games where they suck that really deserve credit of some kind. Yeah, I mean, I guess I can say that it can be a little fragile in this game,
0: but a lot of jobs can be, and they get the ability to negate negate that somewhat.
1: Yeah, that does make sense. If you're dual-wielding, you're not holding a shield. And yeah, shields are really important to your defense in this game, just for the record. And then we go to the
0: Earth Crystal. With such things as the samurai. Samurai is it's like knight, except uses katanas and it, it, it uses it has, well. It's defensive with a kind of evade command, or just catches the enemy sword before it hits them, and makes it kind of tough to kill. But it's big gimmick is that it throws money. I, I don't know why samurai throw money, but it's broken as hell. Because
1: <laughs> nothing robotic. is immune
0: to it. Everything takes damage for money. <laughs> everything takes a ton of damage from it and you can one shot early game bosses with it and it's, just, it's a good way to get a ton of damage out quick even really late in the game and you know katanas are pretty awesome weapons <laughs> so since you know most weapons can't crit katanas can which makes them hit a bit harder than the other ways it seemed. Uh
1: dragoons dragoons jump if they... you played 4 then you know this yep jump is a pretty good
0: attack so it Dragoon is. it's not the most exciting or powerful of jobs but you know it's classic and it works
4: yeah
1: um, it's a viable stratagem to have a couple of jadroons up in the air so that not everyone is hit by whatever that boss is about to throw your way yeah and you know the jump is just a good solid attack so it always works
0: let's see The Dancer. Dancer. Dancer, it's kind of a weird thing. It's not like the, if you've played like Falsy Tactics, you might have a certain idea what the Dancer does. It doesn't do that in this game, not at all. (laughs) Dancer in this game is a pure physical fighter that uses knives to, well, dance. Dance is basically just like a random thing of like four different effects of either it tries to charm the opponent or it steals some HP or it steals some MP or it does sword dance you want to do sword dance. Sword dance just... It does a ton of damage and ignores defense. It's just the most, the most powerful physical attack in the entire game. But it's... You know, basically, dancers exist to try to get sword dance and they most kind of fails half the time. <laughs> if you're equipped with certain equipment, you get, it doubles your chance of sword dancing, so you want to be using that stuff. Like, But that's you know, still
1: like, only one and two.
0: Yeah, it's still only one and two, but, you know, it's still one of the strongest physical hits in the game, so it can be worth it. And that's basically all the dancer does. I mean, it's biggest thing, honestly, other than dance, is you can equip ribbons, and ribbons are as good as they ever have been. they completely immune to all status conditions, and they're actually pretty powerful head- headgear in this game. And even, you know, freelancers can't equip ribbons unless you get
1: the ability from dancers. So. <laughs> and that leaves the chemist. Chemist I is thi- broken. I think you mentioned this, Mr. Apps. Wasn't this something about a healing master? Apparently, it did not heal his tongue. Okay, that's bad. Yeah, the chemist... uh, I'll just take over for
3: for my straps, but it... Hey, I'm back with what I guess. We're
1: We're starting to talk about this chemist thing.
3: Ah, yes. I've never actually used the chemist in the game, which is terrible because I hear it's really good. It is... Chemist. It does a lot of things.
0: All of the most of to items. Its most basic command is drink, which lets you use a drink. This buffs your character. It's helpful, but not exactly the best use of the class's ability. But hero drinks raise your level. You can use as many of them as you want, so you can get whatever level you want but just by this class alone. And it's quick, easy access to stuff like protect and haste, which is always good. But. The real thing of the chemist is, well, for one, it doubles the power of any item used while using it. So, you know, high potions do 1,000 points rather than 500 because it helps a lot. And, and But the real thing is, you know, mix. Mix is you've got this table. If you combine once, it, if you combine, there's a pool of, like, 11, 12 items you can use with it. that So, you get, like, 144 different combinations each, which does different effects. Like, there's about half that, actually, based on... Or it doesn't matter, but it's, you know, you want, you know, guaranteed perfect full HP revive with just a potion And a Phoenix down? You can do that. Do you want to, you know, hit the enemy with a dark elixir to take them down to one hit point? You can do that. Do you want to, I don't know, hit a party member with, uh, like, protect shell and berserk all at the same time? Sure. Raise something's attack power? Sure. hit hit all enemies with a powerful holy attack you can do that Uh, you want to let's see here make yourself immune to all forms of elemental damage you can do that increase all of the power of all of your elemental attacks you can do that and in certain versions of the game do you want to literally break the enemy AI scripts and completely (laughs) mess up all the game's event scripting you can do that (laughs) try not to berserk enemy bosses the chemist
2: does all of that yeah, it, it it. Where
0: have you been hiding, many,
2: Phil? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just I just want to clarify how awesome the chemist is. So you're you're saying that the chemist is the most awesome, most fun way to enjoy this game.
0: I I not to the most awesome, most fun, but you know it it's probably the shortest
2: route to completely breaking the game, <laughs> which is which most people would consider fun. Well, you, you know, know, it's
0: definitely worth worth doing on one plate, I'll say
2: that. People people play games and role playing games to level up to epic proportion and become super powerful and be able to kick everything's ass, right? And that's what the chemist yeah, well, does,
0: right? No, the chemist doesn't level you up. You don't need to level up. The thing uh-huh. is, the chemist just it, it's a way of shortcutting, shortcutting and cheating your way through every fight, so you don't need to ever level up
2: it's even better I love this so we are now proving that the masters of mixology are indeed the way to the most fun and and and, and that just like in real life you go to your bartender you ask to mix you a few elixirs and life becomes so much more fun see it all comes full circle you were wondering where I was going with that weren't you yeah, I'm kind of supposed <laughs> to play more with the drink ability but oh well
0: Uh, let alone make it your favorite job I think
2: (laughs) so how exactly do they do all that stuff because I I had a kidmas for a while I remember seeing the drink thing and I used it once or twice or whatever it didn't seem broken
0: yeah it's mostly the mixed commands just there's it has this giant pool of effects you can do if you use up certain items and Mm. some of them are really powerful so
2: but you use up your items permanently
0: yeah, you use to items permanently. It's like, you know, this is why you want to farm up, farm up turtle shells and dragon fangs and things uh-huh. and such. It's, you know, they're the key to all the most powerful commands. And they're kind of limited in quantity unless you farm them up a little. So.
2: Fair enough. Is there any jobs you missed? Uh,
1: just oh, mine. The ones that... Oh, yes.
0: Mime and the, the advanced ones, I think. Mime is... It mimics. Um... It literally all that it can do is that it has the Mimic command which replaces fight and then it kind of even removes the Item command. However, this is actually one of the most powerful jobs in the game because well, like the Freelancer it is a master job. That is to say well, first I should mention that Mimic, in addition to you know, being a Mimic, you can also equip three, unlike most things you can only equip one special ability, Mimic you can equip three, even replacing an item. So if you have white magic, black magic, and summoning magic you can do it with a mime. Also, it's a master job, like the Freelancer. And basically, master jobs are, every time you master a class by building up its official abilities, these master jobs, Freelancer and mime, get a stat bonus. And on top of that stat bonus, they get the ability to basically always have the passive skills equipped on it from those other classes. So, for example, let's say, Dual Wield from Ninja. If you master ninja, then freelancers and mimes can automatically dual-wield even without equipping dual-wield skill. Since you have such few slots on jobs, it's less than...
1: I think we lost him. Uh, what did I get to? Uh, the things that the uh, the the passive abilities that the freelancer can hold. Okay, the freelancer and mime, they just
0: can hold more passive abilities than other jobs, and, and they come have more play slots. But the big thing is, you know, that they can, they, you know, any example, if ninja can dual wield, if you master a ninja and learn its dual wield skill, basically, then, you know, you'd have to equip that on any other job. But for but, you know, I'm and freelancer, so long as it's ninja is actually fully mastered, then, you know, you can dual wield at any time with them. And this adds up for all of the other abilities, like barehand fighting and and, and Deep, agility, and you know everything—not the equip skills, like equip sword or equip harp, sadly—but everything else. And this is quite powerful. It's yes, it, it is. is incredibly powerful as a result. Like the culmination of all of everything you've learned so far, it's really awesome. Makes the final dungeon a lot easier too, but that's its own thing. Um, right. So, yeah, my freelancer they exist to basically use the only thing in the game. when Everything else is built up.
1: Uh, and I guess the game for advanced jobs now. Yeah, those would be. Well, there's the gladiator. Gladiator, which
0: is, I think, the notable for being the one job which is slightly different for every one of the four main characters. Because its attack, basically, its main thing is an sh- ability called Finisher, which is kind of like the dancer's dance and somewhat of random effect. Basically, but I think it, there's a ch- chance of just failing and doing one damage, or a chance of yeah. just.
1: Yeah, it can do 9,999 damage, or it can fail or just be a critical hit, or. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, There's you roll the du- uh, eye, and it's, it's a really powerful attack. But it is. might be, yeah. Otherwise, it's kind of similar to a Berserker that you can actually kind of control. Yeah, it's got a good weapon range, and I think it doesn't get like, an attack which physically hit all the targets or something. I don't remember right now. Yeah. Right, okay. um, Oracle is... Oracle is kind of helpful if you're out in a grindy mood because it can up your ability points and job points. Yeah. Take. but It's got this ability where you can predict a disaster and a few
0: turns later that a disaster will occur doing damage. I think. And a
1: couple yeah. of those strange abilities. It's a bit of an offbeat mage class, really. And then we've got the Cannoneer. And I remember the Cannoneer being kind of cool, actually. Yeah, it's this class where you kind of have can load a count with different sh- shells it's like, isn't it like a combined two different effects or something or? a little bit like the chemist except these things always go out and blow things up <laughs> yeah something like that And it's, I, I remember it being kind of fun to just flip around in my inventory and see what they did but yeah those I found each of them kind of interesting to play with a little towards the end of the game and then there's the necromancer which i did not play with because you get that at the very end of the game and i mean the very end yeah it's like if you've beaten
0: the ultimate post game super boss the depths the optional the, the optional dungeon you get the necromancer which it's basically a blue mage variant it's it can learn some some special super attacks from various enemies across the game and
1: It seems to also be undead by default.
0: Yeah, it is undead by default. You are a zombie as long as you're a necromancer. So, you know, stay away from healing spells. But uh, However, it can also drain a second use blood to heal itself.
1: So, it's kind of a vampire too. Uh, Although by that point in the game, you probably don't need that much help. (laughs) Yeah, you probably don't need much help if you've already beaten the optional super boss. so. (laughs) So, okay, there we go. That's the job run through. For a game from 1992, that's a pretty wide variety of jobs, I'd say. Yeah, it's a really
0: good variety of jobs. A lot of cool stuff. It, it sets the tone for a lot of the jobs that you will be seen later on. Though, then, but it's, even though the job system kind of suddenly vanishes from the mainline series for basically ever. <laughs> but
1: yeah, uh, the, we get the the it, things you can equip that gradually teach you things in nine. That's
3: yeah. Uh, what about dress spheres? Does that count?
0: dress spheres are kind of like the lame, weaker cousin of jobs.
1: So, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a cool system, but it's not that job system, sadly. I think we should be glad that Phil is apparently not listening right now, or else he would probably chime in with some singing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know... What can I do for you?
2: Yay, yeah, yay, yeah, yay, yeah, yay, yeah. What can I do for you? <laughs> now, now, here's... here's, here. You know, so, so... We, before we move on Well you know being as someone who played this game later on in something let me tell you the, uh, nowadays there's a lot of people uh, out there with RPG maker or whatever um, small companies trying to make retro style RPGs I kept to keep mute myself when I coughed <coughs> excuse me um, <clears throat> and some of them have the look of the old Final fantasy games, I mean, some of them. I look at the screenshots, and it brings back some of that nostalgia. But then you get into them, and and you realize, you know, that they they're missing something. Go back and play Final Fantasy V on a, a Game Boy Advance, or or use an old DS Lite. That's what I use with the Game Boy Advance that still has the Game Boy Advance slot, and play through this game and take your time with it. And 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 what you're going to notice is it, it it is the sheer attention to detail, the the sheer amount of content with the classes that that we. I mean, look at just how long it took us just to talk about the classes, and and if it, not only do you have all these different classes with all their different skills and the countless number of permutations you can do by mixing up their skills or whatnot. But one of the things that, uh, that I often talk about when I talk about this game is, and you guys probably touched on it, I had to walk away to get some cough medicine, but uh, it's just the, the fact that every single one of these jobs has its own set of sprites multiplied by the number, you know, the, all the different characters in the game. There's, I, I don't know, someone do the math on it, but there, there's got to be hundreds of sprite sets. Uh, for these different class uh, character combinations it's, it's nothing short of phenomenal And that's just on the art asset side Not even getting into mechanics and everything else uh, When you play something made by Even uh, a small uh, company uh, of, With multiple people uh, that, that, they, that they developed uh, nowadays To try to recapture that retro feel For me, it's just like uh, you, you, Good luck good luck, because when yeah. I compare you to classics like this that have that huge depth to it, you've got one heck of a task ahead of you.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's perhaps a little unfair, because, you know, to, it's, Falsy 5 was not an indie game. It wasn't a low-budget game. It was one of the big productions of a pretty well-known well, studio at the time. So it's a little unfair but, to compare to... But you know, even, even like... Not-
1: we do have to establish that the, sta- the big budget games of the Super Nintendo era and the big budget games of now have what in common with each other? Not, not a whole much. lot. Yeah, admittedly that's the big
0: difference. But the budgets... Are, this is well before games were, you know, super budget. And yeah, I, I, I'm sure well,
2: and now all those At the same butt- time,
0: you know, this was still the game with like the top talents with the top budget at the time, so... It's that too
2: yeah i mean now that you know now those those budgets have to be you know when you do have a really big budget titles that you're right there's really no comparison as far as the, sh- the dollars go but you know you're you're looking at the focus being in the you know in the art in the music department of course i'm picking on the art with all the sprites here but you know with the final fantasy 5 it's just the it's just the sheer content the focus on the mechanics the focus on the skills the focus on the jobs building this huge system to support a game that oftentimes you can you can find lacking in a lot of the uh, more modern titles. It's just mind-blowing, really. Well, it's certainly a game that, you know, it's a certain raw focus on gameplay that you kind
0: of don't see often these days in RPGs. So I kind of miss, and that's one of the things I like about it. it. It's a pure gameplay RPG. It loves that. And, like, we've talked about the jobs, but it's the combinations of the jobs. It's a different way, like, you know, it's more than just, you know, there's a big difference between, you know, just being a berserker or being a berserker with some good secondary skills. Like, you know, you can't actually use them in battle because you're berserk, but those secondary skills are still an incredibly important choice for berserker. Um, so, it, especially with things like, you know, Falsity 5 does something that no other, you know, job system ever does, which is a shame, that, you know, if you equip white magic, you're good at white magic, it's more than just being able to use white magic. You gain the stat you need in order to use white magic well. You gain magic power by becoming a uh, white. You gain white mage's secondary ability. So
1: and you can it tosses never... aside that horrible thing from 3 where you have to stick with a class for a while before you can switch out of it again.
0: Yeah, it tosses that. Like, you know, there's a lot of game, later games like Tactics or Briefly Defaults. You know, if you pick up a magic skill as a warrior, you're going to be bad at it. Guaranteed. It's not like that in Pulse C5 at all. And you can take advantage of that too. For example, like, you know, my favorite example is that Berserkers, they're a really tough class, they're held back by two problems. One, their best weapon requires a magic stat to be effective. The rune axe is stronger if you have a high magic stat, but Berserkers have terrible magic. And also, they're really slow. Mm-hmm. However, if you give them equip hearts, of all things, equip hearts, that will boost both their magic and their speed. And also give them a long range weapon to fix their problem that they're always hitting back road targets with a short range weapon. And on top of that, you know, they're a classic that can actually use the power of the Apollo harp, which is, you know, a pretty damn good weapon against various types of enemies. Uh, so it's random stuff like that. The completely off the wall thing of giving a berserker a harp that actually is a really powerful combination. It, Falsy Five is full of crazy stuff like that,
2: and I love it for it. Yeah. It's just it's just huge, and it's just, and then of course to be able to play that in the palm of my hand, uh, you know, on my DS was was just, yeah, it, it, it's just, boy, I I tell you, we all talk about retro gaming and stuff. If you haven't gone and try, haven't played Final Fantasy 5 find yourself a copy cause, definitely,
1: and yeah, I, th- I think we missed out by not getting this on the Super Nintendo at the time. We really did. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, this would have been a huge hit. Because instead, there just aren't as many people willing to go back now and play older stuff. We're, we know this. It's unfortunate, but it's true. Lots of people are convinced by shininess. It's also,
0: it really sucks that the whole, the, the whole re, re, DS remake series stopped right before it. It's also it's a tragedy.
1: Yeah. That was depressing. And let's mention that it has a really good music score. You know, what was depre- was
2: depressing was when they were doing that big reveal a few months ago, and they're like, "Ah, oh, PlayStation Four New Square reveal! It's Final Fantasy." I kept saying five? Oh, no, it's seven. <laughs> Please, <laughs> who's played that? <laughs> Boring. Shoot, uh, you can get you can get uh, uh, you can get uh, Final Fantasy Five Advance. For, um, Which is the advanced one? Yeah, the advanced one's about twenty-five yeah. to thirty-five, depending on condition. Okay. But of course, <laughs> our listeners demand the best. They demand shrink wrap, factory sealed, and in great shape. And you can get that for fifty-five dollars. What about the PlayStation, PlayStation one? Yeah, no one, What's no that? one's no one's <laughs> buying. Yeah, no one's buying that.
3: No, you can get that on PSN
1: for like six bucks, seven bucks, something like that. Let yeah. me check. Let me check Steam. What is Five going for on Steam right now? Because, of course, that'll change when a Christmas sale happens. But yeah,
2: they should be hitting their Christmas sale soon. I'm surprised it yeah, hasn't. St- oh,
1: there it goes. They
3: uh, started. I, they started. Yep. Oh, yeah. Speak of the I, devil. I, I right just now, bought Pillars of
1: Eternity for under twenty bucks a little while ago. Right now they're charging seven ninety nine for it. I can't tell if that's a yeah, it's usually oh, 15. 50% yeah. off?
2: Yeah, it's 15%. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, you know, if, if that really is the only place you could, uh, way you can play because you don't have a D- DS lying around. I mean, for me, it was an added benefit because I could play on the go and I could play at the gym. It's on my handheld. Uh, and I really do feel, after reading and talking with a lot of people, that it's probably uh, the best English version out there you can get. But... Um, um, it, it, If if you can only play on the PC <laughs> or on your phone or whatever, then, then by all means. Uh, I, I'm sure there's nothing terribly horrible about that version. It just looks just, silly to me. Just play it somewhere. Play it. Play it. Just make it so.
1: We do have to mention that for people who demand story be paramount, Five will probably not float your boat. But, you know, give it a shot anyway because you know, it's at least really fun. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, it's it's, kinda... it's a cute little yeah, it's a cute little story. It didn't have
3: me tearing up like six or anything, but it was cute. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny nope. that the Again. story wasn't a big thing for, it, and yet it got the anime sequel. No, so
1: yeah, it has an anime sequel. I'd recommend you do not watch this unless yes, you're just definitely morbidly not. curious. Which is weird, because that came out over here years before the actual game did.
0: Yeah, yes. I mean,
1: I was given it as a present at some point when I was young, and I, I wondered, what the hell am I watching? And apparently it's very fixated on, uh, let's see, it's uh, Bart's daughter, right?
0: No, it's like, it sent it years, many, many years later, like hundreds of years later. A great,
1: great granddaughter or something. It's just really focused on showing the view up her skirt, because that's what everyone wants to see, right?
0: Also, if if you want to see a plucked chocobo with any of its feathers more often
2: than you'd like, that's the anime to watch. Uh, I yeah? I, will, I will add, yeah, I will say here, looking at a number of reviews and such, if you have the choice between, uh, let's say the uh, you know you have an Apple iPad versus uh, a PC, it looks like you might want to lean towards the mobile. Uh, the mobile version, uh versus the PC. Uh the PC is uh the PC port of the iOS version or the Apple version, or whatever, the mobile version is serviceable. But there are a number of people that are complaining about everything from um uh frame rate issues to um seams between the tiles, which seems kind of silly in this day and age. Uh um, seams
3: kinda silly?
2: Yeah, seams. Ah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And not even drinking—that sounded funny. Uh, yeah. So, hmm. Uh, you know what really breaks my heart, guys? Uh, this is a little off track, but not too much. You know what breaks my heart is my favorite game of all time is listed right next to it, Final Fantasy VI, and seeing the um, the mobile version of that with the whacked out graphics breaks my heart into little bits and pieces. Yeah, I mean, I think six is almost slightly better than five in the graphics department, but not much. It's
0: like, who did that to this game?
2: Well, because I'm, I'm looking at it with the nostalgic uh, goggles. I mean, I was the one who went out and bought that game on release date and wide-eyed, played through the entire thing and the music and the art and everything, you know, that's all
1: you know, the, the decades who later. Did it, the people who did it are the people hired for, at Square Enix years after the game was made who have no sympathy whatsoever for how it should look. I think there's our answer. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And just. Uh, there's no
0: ambition to actually, if they're going to redo the sprites, you can at least redo it well, but no. Ugh.
2: Yeah, the sprites look sad. I, I And I do see some complaints about the fonts, and I can kind of understand. It looks like they just took a very standard font. I mean, there's an opportunity to do something you know, with the fonts, make them look Final you know, Fantasy ish somehow to fit the theme of the game. It's no, just, it you know, looks like a word processor. Yeah, the processors look cheap. Cheap. It should not yeah. look cheap. Yeah, they got, like, a little items and Magitech, you know, uh, icons. They just look horrible. They look very... It looks like something I could have whipped up in paint. Anywho, uh, we digress. But uh, regardless, if that's the only way you can play it, then by all means, play it that way. Just play it.
1: Uh, I think that covers everything right. Uh, Anybody got... Thoughts on the soundtrack? I think we might as well jam that in here. Um, soundtrack is not actually one of my favorites of the
0: franchise, but it's still, you know, fall fantasy music, so there's some standout tracks. Like the music in Bart's hometown I've always loved, and stuff like that. But... Well,
1: I'm, yeah. I'm... Go
3: ahead. I was just going to say, I think the overworld theme, at least that the... Does it change when you go to it the, does. different worlds? Okay, it changes so in I three thought... different worlds. Yeah, the, the first one is really boring and generic
1: and yet it's stuck in my brain forever. So (laughs) there's that. I actually bought the soundtrack before I ever played the game, and I listened to it at work a few times. It was very interesting. And then when I finally did play the game, I I suddenly was able to put images to all these sounds. No, not all the tracks are great by any means, but uh, I'd say Lumatsu was generally doing good work during this period.
0: Yeah, this is, you know, it's probably as Lumaz's least impressive soundtracks, but it's, you know, still got some great songs. So it's way, world's better than many games.
1: Yeah.
0: Awesome. Okay. Quick, quick final last word. I gotta say, the boss fights in this game are simply amazing in just their complexity and the different ways that you can utterly be destroyed by them if you're not careful mm-hmm. and the different way you, can, you have to use your abilities to get through them and just.
1: There are really some of the best a-
0: boss fights in the entire series
1: have you mention Atomos I, th- I think that one deserves a mention
0: <laughs> that one's such a crazy fight in terms of you know, if you leave someone die or do some kind of various tricks because you know he'll spam you with meteor until someone dies once they die he starts sucking them in but if you revive them he'll start spamming with meteors. it's better to leave them dead and they keep changing it. but if it slowly sucks them in they'll vanish entirely and you can't revive them at all And that's yeah, such a great
1: fight <laughs> Annoying, he's a, but a great fight. He's a mean mother with a black hole for a mouth. <laughs> okay, we should probably yeah. All right. I, I think we've I think we paid the game, it's just desserts. Just
2: I did I forgot to ask uh our ho- our, our host Nathan uh, uh, <laughs> one one last question before we go. Hey uh Nathan, uh what are your thoughts on the boss's design? Thumbs up, thumbs down.
4: <laughs> just wondering.
2: <laughs> two thumbs up okay alright just checking cool chief alright well um, uh, you know cause 'cause Nathan now is trying to get his thumbs corrected there so uh, we'll take a teeny tiny break and we'll be right back after after this talk About all kinds of crazy garbage, read your comments and more. Well, we would read your comments, except I still haven't edited the last podcast, so there's no comments for it yet. <laughs> we will mention gosh. the next podcast, which will be I don't know which one oh, is it, Mike? I'm, I'm confused by your schedule here.
1: So am I. Not that it
2: takes much to confuse me,
1: you know. Um, we'll we'll, we'll find that. out. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah, it's up in the don't air. Surprise it's RPG backtrack uh no no you know what it's gonna be <laughs> RPG Nathan track number two we're gonna talk about bosses in Final Fantasy V uh, just a whole <laughs> show dedicated to them because they deserve I, I it can do it just your guide to For of fiesta or something I don't know there we go uh Nathan aside from beating the crap out of Final Fantasy V bosses what else have you been working on?
0: Um, my latest game has been well I've been playing through Super Robot Wars Z2 Part 2 people who are fans of the series may know I'm behind because Z3 Part 2 is already out but uh, I am sorry I am behind on these games it's awesome it just takes me a while to get through them but I'm almost done I'm on the penultimate chapter as of today just one more chapter and then I'll be done with it and then maybe I'll replay it I don't know it's been fun. I mean, I don't understand enough Japanese to know all of what's going on, but I know enough to kind of get the gist, and, you know, the gameplay's still fun. Uh, I
4: don't
2: know what else to say about that. Mm. Well, anything new on the site or anything lately You want else you want to share? Um, not much to say about that. Sorry.
0: Mm. <laughs> you know me, I'm not very good at talking about myself. Yeah. <laughs> well
2: you know what sometimes when you're you know facing something that's a little difficult you need a little help from an app how about Mr. App what's new with you see transition there bam
3: there is is an app for that there's an app for that (laughs) Ha! the app's name is Michael um I just finished Disgaea 5 finally yay congratulations after like nearly eighty hours, so it will see. be with that soon.
1: So I, re- I remember you were not as enthralled with five as you were with four.
3: No, it's good. It's just um, it's not great.
1: That's but,
3: uh, it's still worth playing because I the thing I should note is it's got my favorite story since three. It's just, it's just it's just a completely refreshing story, uh, so yeah, yeah, it's yeah, worth playing just for that. I kind of loved four story, but you know, four story was good. I just had a uh, number of issues with it and some of the characters in it. That's fair enough. Uh, and here, uh, I just it was great. It was really great uh, for a number of different reasons, and uh, one one is kind of just a change they've made to the story structure is they've made like uh uh like additional scenes you can get like talking to characters walking around the base um kind of but lots of like goofy little interactions and a lot of those used to be like in story sequences in the game and could make lots of those drag out so now those are all basically uh relegated to the side uh, conversations in the base, and that makes the story flow so much better. And yeah, that, that
0: does seem like a big improvement.
3: Yeah, in addition to just being a slightly different style of disguise story with some great characters, it just it makes for a great story. It's just a shame that uh, the gameplay isn't quite as fresh and good. And the levels are really boring. So, that's a shame. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame because that's, for me at least, one of the uh, defining characteristics of the series is like these crazy levels where you have to figure out how to deal with some uh, weird environmental environmental things or just like. Hey, there's a bunch of gaps here, and I'm gonna to have to throw characters all around this map to get to all the enemies and cool things like that. That yeah are largely not in this game, like at all. That's mm. a shame. I mean, the sky yeah. can be a little dull if it's just you know go and beat up
0: a couple of enemies. It's, you know, yeah, all and
3: all the and so it makes it you know itself. I would say um, like ninety percent of the story maps can are pretty much just straightforward go beat up the other enemies maybe maybe some environmental things but in like very muted like there was a there's a whole uh chapter where you're in this world where uh mushrooms like pop up randomly on maps at the end of every turn and cause different effects which sounds interesting except uh, you can just completely ignore them and they never have any effect on any of the battles
1: in that chapter <laughs> that's a shame that yeah, would disappoint is... a guy I work with who loves mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's just a lot of things like that. Like,
3: um, it seems like they wanted to replace some of those elements with other things that never pan out to do anything. And um, In addition to some other kind of uh, disappointing things with the various game systems, it just... It, it, it's good, but... You know, the, it could have been leagues better. So it's 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 very frustrating. And yeah, I'm gonna have to try and fit that into like a 1500 word review. So we'll see how that goes.
1: It can be done. Yep. Good luck. <laughs> at, at least yep. you're not having to review something by Idea Factory, right? Yeah,
3: it's true. But honestly, those are easy reviews to write. <laughs> Just uh, they're
1: easy reviews uh, to write. Getting to the point where you can write them—that's the problem.
3: <laughs> this this is my fourth this guy review now, and all of them have been, except maybe the the uh, the review for three Vita, have been very difficult to write because they're complex games, and it's hard to kind of narrow down exactly what you need to talk about. So, sure. Uh, I expect to have it up before the end of the year, but uh we'll see how that goes. Cuz it's 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 a review I don't I want to get right. I don't want to just uh get something up before the end of the year just to get it up before the end of the year. Um but I've already started my next game to review, which is Legends of Heroes: Trails in Cold Steel. Oh, cool. and that is already much less frustrating so hopefully that uh, oh
2: boy it, it better be good because I got, just got the collector doohickey whatever so all I want to see What's is a exactly 5 right out of it, 5 that's all, that, that's all that's acceptable here <laughs> sorry I need you to justify my purchasing decisions and support my uh, habits no. thank you
1: for your I would not again. Ex- Phil, would... remind me, didn't you buy the Dark Spire? <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: he has nothing to say to that.
2: <laughs>
1: oh wow, well, would I you look the... at the
2: time, Mike? You uh,
1: copy. What was your you know? excuse?
3: <laughs> Phil, it's probably not going to be a five out of five, but it's uh, it would it would absolutely completely shock me if it ends up as anything less than a three, for sure.
2: That's a pretty wide, wide base, burst there. I'm expecting a five
3: Thank quiet. you. <laughs> we'll see. I I never rule it out for any game. Even you know, firing up an Idea Factory. You know, I leave I leave that possibility open. You know, I don't immediately say, oh, you're not getting a five out of five. Hey,
1: Chaos Wars made me laugh for a while. Then I played too much of the game, and the the parts where I laughed became few and far between. So, no. (laughs) Hey, after one
3: chapter of Mugen Souls, my thoughts were, hey, this isn't half bad.
1: (laughs) How many chapters were there? Um, I don't want to talk about it <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to get a percentage of your time that was not absolute wretchedness um, it was a few hours at least okay yeah alright so you, mm, you're getting some it? Legend of Heroes and I'm sure that you'll go back and play the garbled PSP games because you just have to see everything that has come out in English for that series now Oh heavens, no, no! I'm just gonna play <laughs> <laughs> Triforce Steel.
3: Uh, what system uh, are you playing it on? I'm playing it on Vita, and
2: how, how in the hell do you? I, I'm like looking at the text; it's so small.
3: Well, it's all voice acted.
2: But I'm like the stat screens and stuff; they're so tiny.
3: Uh, it's I it it's. It has seemed fine to me. I don't know.
2: And the combat I uploaded it to Twitter, boys and girls. Go to twitter.com forward slash JC servant. It's tiny. And somebody's already responded back. It's uh it's like, Oh, that's what I feared. I went with the PS three version. That's from uh Brian Reed at Terran thirty six. Thank you, Brian, for telling me after I pre ordered and got it in the mail. I, it's I used- tiny. <laughs> I
3: don't and, know, man. And I, mind I, you, go 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 take notice it at all. Go, go
2: go take a look at my Twitter. And mind you, I'm gonna hold up now. I'm using a 19 inch screen, a 20 inch screen here. Um, so what, whatever that ends up being, um, the screenshot that's uploaded to Twitter. Uh, that's one of the beautiful things about Vita is you can get a good, really good screenshot because it just happens all electronically. But that screenshot is four times larger than my Vita screen. Uh, I could fit four of my Vita screens in that one screenshot I'm looking at. And just look at their hit points and their CPs and all that at the bottom screen. And then there's even little tinier text in those little squares above it. I, hopefully, you don't know what those are. Look how tiny it is. It's right there. Twitter.com forward slash JC Right there. Tiny.
3: Yeah. Tiny. And then you can visit www.i don't know what he's complaining about.com. So tiny front slash it's not that bad It is it's tiny <laughs> <laughs> Um if you think that's bad you should go play um uh see if anyone remembers this reference Dead Rising on Xbox 360 on a standard definition TV Then you can complain to me about tiny text
2: Oh I I, I know some of those games on the PlayStation 3 um you try to go back and play them on a standard definition TV which I had done one time when I went to visit the parents who still had a standard definition television it was just simply undoable yeah I think there's text in like armored Corps for answer which I just could not read at all and
0: set a definition to the point where I didn't even realize it's actually legible it's ever supposed to be legible
1: (laughs) (laughs) so what about you Mr. Mickey? Uh, since we last recorded, which was you know only a week ago, jeez, I have played a whole lot more Borderlands 2 to the point where I just anticipate I'm going to need more, so I bought some more of the DLC for it because I'm just that crazy. <laughs> I am still not buying all the skin packs for all the characters, though, because that seems like a waste of money. <laughs> and I played a little more of the dwarf run up to the point where it comes with an extremely annoying fight you're fighting something called greed greed being a a deadly sin will behave in a fitting way by measuring the value of your total party equipment and basing its total HP off of that so you can either have nothing but crappy equipment and be able to do very little damage before greed kills you Or you can have your good stuff on and then Greed's HP will be through the roof and because this is an old-style RPG, you get charges for your spells that will run out and eventually you will run out of healing and you will run out of magic and you will also die, which is my experience. So um, I was not too thrilled. I'll have to figure out some way to get around that. Uh... And that pretty much covers what I've been doing recently. I have played a whole lot of Borderlands two over the weekend. Maybe it's just me, but I find Mister Torque's badass arena of badassitude kind of funny. Oh yeah, look at all those guys shooting each other in the bar. Reminds me of my dad. Alcoholism is a serious problem. No, that
3: game is pretty. That that game is really funny, especially the villain.
1: Handsome Jack.
2: Yep, handsome Jack.
1: Yeah, I just I just ran off and started doing a couple of the DLCs because I figured, eh, why not? I'll go back uh handsome Jack just did the evil thing he made the blood wing from uh, one of the characters of the first game fight me and I had to kill it. Oh gosh, that was so horrible.
2: So evil. So evil. But yeah, he he's pretty
1: funny. It's a well done game. I like it. Uh, And no, I have not seen The Force Awakens yet Clearly I have aged to the point where I Don't watch many movies on opening day anymore Especially if it means that I have to Stand in line for three hours With a crowd that I... Something must be wrong with me now
2: Ah, you know, something's wrong with me Because I won't even <clears> spend <throat> ten bucks And yeah, deal with people and stuff Yuck I'm
1: actually going to be going to watch that movie tomorrow yeah. I will see it soon, I just don't know when yet Yeah, we're just too old
2: uh, Shucks Well, not a whole lot since uh, last week That we recorded, that we haven't posted yet uh, I will point out that uh, uh, There is a game I saw Jump on the GOG this week That caught my eye called Underrail it uh i see a lot of people talking about it uh and mentioning that it, it, it uh, uh some of the over i i would say it's probably exaggeration based on what i'm reading here but some of the people are calling it fall, the real fallout 3 um it's isometric turn based very similar in that and in in that respect as well as its theme and setting to uh the fallout series uh with uh turn based combat and as such um but it's got a completely uh different system underneath the hood running uh that combat. Uh and and for the better from from what I'm seeing. A lot of lot of positive reader reviews on this. So you might want to check it out. It's released at $15. GOG has it on sale at 10% off that, that they tend to do with the new games. Um I'm pretty tempted, but I've just stuck it on my wish list for now. Kinda of came out of nowhere. And that is under rail. Uh, Other than that, uh, yeah, I've been super, super busy uh, this week going through my – I got some days off of work and and, uh, aside from just cleaning up the house and stuff, this is kind of the end of the year where I kind of go through and clean up, organize my gaming collection, uh, make sure I didn't miss any purchases I wanted to do or get them on my wish list or clean up my wish list a little bit and purchase some things that are now dropped in price. Uh, that sort of thing and, and get those games nice and organized And put into cases Because I'm a collector and that's what I do But yes, at some point in the past Probably in talking with one of you guys uh, I did pre-order Trails of the Cold Steel On the Vita And, and I got that uh, I'm sure I'm going to see that on my credit card I always forget about these pre-orders <laughs> I do on Amazon And it's very, very pretty Comes with this very gorgeous uh, Manga Comic sized That is about a little bit larger than a postcard, but about 80 pages thick. Art book, very beautiful. Very, very eye-catchy. It comes with a pendant, which I think um, uh, Trails in the Sky also came with. I think I got that one as well from that game. But uh, I I, I am also eagerly awaiting uh, Mr. App's 5 out of 5 review to validate my purchasing decision. (laughs) So uh, that – oh, Oh, in fact oh boy on page 77 of the art book they say uh hey just be warned that the pictures and the uh, profiles and stuff after this will spoil the game for you so wow that was <laughs> nice of them an art book with a spoiler warning there is lots of not just art in here but there's backgrounds on the characters and holy sweet mercy there are a lot of characters wow lots of gorgeous artwork uh boy that 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 no soundtrack but I think the art book made up for it
3: I'd rather have the
2: soundtrack. Yeah, I would have loved to have a soundtrack too, but dang that art book's pretty. Uh um, probably
1: fi- you can probably find the soundtrack some kind of way if you look.
2: Oh there. it'll end up on YouTube and I'll be able to rip it. Uh anywho, uh, uh you'll want to um check out my Twitter feed, twitter.com forward slash JC servant. I uploaded some uh some early screenshots. I also uploaded uh pictures of me of of the box anyways, of the Vita box and the contents that were inside, so If you're following me on Twitter, sometimes you get little surprises like that. Of course, I'm more about retro gaming, but it's kind of a retro-style game. Uh, Also been, uh, what else did I upload screenshots of? I uploaded screenshots of something. Uh, Oh! uh, Child of Light. Eh, Been trying to get through that one real quick. I said, hey, what's a game I could knock out while on vacation? Oh, I know, Child of Light. Everyone says that short, right? (laughs) Did any of y'all be Child of Light?
1: Uh child of light yes i remember this distinctly i tried to get (laughs) ubisoft to play to work (laughs) and i couldn't
2: yeah see the key here is uh playing it on the vita i don't have to go through ubi crap I don't know why they punish that. Seriously, publishers, whatever You need to stop doing this You publish PC gamers I see this time and time again uh, With certain games You can't punish us just because we're playing on a PC And make us go through extra logins That people on the Vita or the Playstation Don't have to go through That's a bunch of bull malarkey Stop it, just stop it Anywho Yes. Having no. Having said
1: that, I'm sure Ubisoft will immediately remember your words. Thank you. Ubisoft I, is all about listening to people.
2: They, they should be. They should be. But uh, uh, uploaded a screenshot. I'll upload some more tomorrow of of that one. Also, um, I know uh, TSI the the uh, which is kind of like a I, I I don't know if it's the exact same TSI or if they re, re, they're they're kind of using the logo. The guys who made the coldbox Box games that I love so much from the old days are. Um, making um, a new game a turn-based combat not using the D&D engine they don't have that license anymore but making it with their own engine and stuff looks very interesting so all kinds of stuff I'm sharing on my Twitter feed including StarCraft 2 screenshots because I've been playing a lot of that with my brother so the co-op mode on that game is just awesome I just leave it to Blizzard to take a game that like World of Warcraft I'm sure they do—you know, they do it all the time a game that you're pretty much done with and then they are just like, Oh, here's this new mode, a new way of playing, and it just makes you come back. Just like season four at Diablo made all of us go back for a while. So
3: Blizzard still makes games other than Hearthstone? I know,
2: mm. right? I just it seems like with it seems like with um with StarCraft two and these new modes, I think we're gonna start seeing more frequent updates like what you see with Heroes of the Storm and Hearthstone. Uh, you're going to see more micro transaction y things as well. They've got these no- Nova covert mission packs. They're like seven bucks each or something like that. You can pre order them at a discount.
3: <laughs> yeah, I know micro transactions are kind of a dirty word, but I think it works for games like these. It keeps things fresh.
2: Yeah, but, um, you know, it, yeah, yeah, it does. And I'll tell you, I mean, I, I, Heroes, Heroes of the Storm. I just they have their they have their holiday sale going on. all the characters are half off. I pop for a couple of characters and I do it every time they have a sale or they have a sale on a character I don't already have. I've now got like sixty seventy percent of the characters, and I almost got enough gold just to buy the rest of the ones I don't own outright um and Once I do have them all, I'll probably pop off for a skin here and there uh because yeah, they're fun, fun games, and you're putting time into it. What's wrong with spending you know five bucks here and there? Nothing. You know, that's what keeps them. That's what they keep adding content to that game so quickly. I mean, every month there's a new. They just added another new um, battleground to that game. Plus, of course, they're adding that new new hero every two to three weeks. So. Um, now it looks like they're going to start doing the same thing with StarCraft. There's the, – the game – so the game has a full-blown ca- single-player campaign, new uh, units that are balanced in the multiplayer, uh, new uh, new mode, multiplayer modes, an Archon mode where you can basically – you and your friend can share uh, running a base together, which is helpful if you're playing with a newer player you want to show them the ropes. Um, or you, you know, the, the game's, you know, the game requires a lot of cl- actions per minute. So splitting those chores between two people makes it a more compelling experience for most. Some, whatever. But then there's this new co-op mode where you've got these maps that you, that are specifically designed for two people to take on at the same time. And you pick one of six or seven commanders, kind of like Heroes of the Storm. They've got special powers and they've got special army uh, units. Uh, that, that feels different from multiplayer and the single player campaign as you use them more and more, you get more and more powers and they uh, that you can, uh, you, you know, the, that you can, you <laughs> I'm a little tired. You, you get more, you get, you get power ups, more things you unlock for your units and your commanders, your, your commander in the field or the powers that he uses in combat. So essentially, kind of got an RPG feel. Well, uh, every game does, I suppose, uh, with the whole <laughs> with the whole XP meter things everyone's using these days. But it's a lot of fun. My brother and I are now logging in every morning and playing a round or two, uh, and slowly working. I'm 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 spreading the love between all my commanders. He's leveled one up to max, and now he's working on his second one. And they just added a seventh commander. Which they just added like three weeks after the expansion Came out plus another map So it's just like it, it, they're doing like the Heroes of the Storm Thing they're going to start adding stuff I'm sure at some point they're going to start microtransactioning For the new commanders And you know what if you're going to keep making the game fresh To where I want to keep coming back to it Yeah I'm going to pay for that sure I'll pop up a few bucks So Anywho enough on that uh, Anything else guys Anything else we're not thinking of we're, we're looking at there. We're looking at our game of the year uh, deal at RP Gamer. If you're following uh, Max Storm, I think his handles at Final Max Storm. Uh, he's been asking a couple of questions about the game of the year. What you might like to see there. So, uh, you know, feel free to to shoot him off an answer there on Twitter and get your you know share your opinions on the subject. Uh, Mac does listen. He does listen, and and I love reading our our game of the year stuff because it's by. Uh, it's by a group of people who really really love this 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 hobby and aren't doing reviews as a profession so <laughs> you, you you know there's there's no one greasing our palm to sway our opinion any um you're going to get straight from our thoughts there good bad or ugly um, and oh and you might want to check out uh Zach Wellhouses uh Shadowrun Hong Kong review that just went up a a a a game that i'm a big fan of and my brother loves it and uh zach has given it a very positive and glowing review so you want to go and check that out if you're not playing shadow run and you like turn-based rpgs strategic sr rpgs or whatever you want to check those out oh hey look what there's also a review for operation abyss new tokyo legacy the game that i did the impression for uh, oh, legacy of OK two point. No, no, don't read it. No, no, Every, no, no. No. How do I take this off our website? Is it, can I can I log into the server or something? No, no, just no. Go read Shadowrun Hong Kong because cause I don't know who this new Robert Sinclair guy is, but. Man, he's just.
1: I I think Mr. Apps knows who that
2: is. I think he's been. It's, LoL, whoops! He, he's getting into my liquor. Stop it, LoL, whoops! Stop it. Just, just no, no. All right. Anywho. No,
3: no. Let let him go. He sends in lots of questions, q and A quest. Uh, let so. It be. Anywho, uh,
2: so I will um. That's it. I will remind y'all that RPG Backtrack is a production of rpgamer.com, your source for news, reviews, and home to the best gaming community on the net. Uh, Check out everything that we're writing and doing over at rpgamer.com. Follow us at facebook.com forward slash rpgamer, twitter.com forward slash rpgamer. My handle at uh, Twitter is at jcservant. Mr. Minky is at Mason. Mr. Mr. Apps is Ask Wheels, and Nathan is way too busy, way too busy to do that Twitter thing. He's too busy beating bosses in Final Fantasy (laughs) Sorry, Um, just never took Uh, Twitter. Sorry. No Twitter. He's he's beating up. uh, I thought I was right on that. Boy. uh, Anywho. Uh,
0: I could maybe, but this kind of involves changing my habits a bit. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. You were on Twitter briefly. Yeah, but uh, I mostly got on Twitter to sign up for the Four job yesterday no, To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> that's what got
3: me to get on Twitter. Well, that's a good reason.
2: Uh, yeah, and uh, join us in our discussions over at our forums. There's a link to the message forums on the left hand side. We'd love for you to jump in and tell us what you think uh, or just talk to us about RPGs. We have a lot of great conversations on there. You can listen to all of our previous podcasts as well as our sister shows, the RPG cast, the Active Topical Banner, the Q&A quest, uh, so much podcasting going on, and that's all at RPGamer.com. Mr. Mickey, please put us to bed.
1: I have chosen a job that involves not really mimicry but just standing around doing nothing and the enemies get so bored they fall over dead there that does it (laughs)